Hey, thanks for turning on the Uncommon People podcast. This is the show about the extraordinary stories of ordinary people. Um, this is where I sit down with normal everyday folk and talk about their lives. I think we've all lived a unique life. We've all got so much to share and so much to learn from. And I want to give myself and so many others the chance to listen to these stories and learn from them and just learn perspective from someone else. So if you think you'd like to have this kind of conversation or you just have something that you're really passionate about, you really wish you could talk more about, I would really encourage you to reach out to me. My website's joeltimothy.co and my contact info is up there so you can get in touch. This is episode 13 and here I'm sitting down with my friend ZIV and really talking for a bit, mostly just listening on my part and I'm really happy that I got the chance to do it. This is a long one, but I hope you listen through the whole thing and get a lot from it. I know I definitely did. So without further ado, here is my talk with Z.I.V. I get it. Sometimes people don't get that. too but it just helps when you're around uh people your age group. Mm-hmm. it just it does. helps man and uh yeah so yeah i'm just in the group of 50 plus i mean just even even from outgoing just still it's like you know like what <laughs> you know it's, can, can you can you have a good conversation yes man of course can you hang out yes but you know, Joel, I, I'll probably uh, do a little better with someone in, in my age group, probably in the same, like you said, it's kind of the same place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then like, I will say this, people stepping out with uh, people that's older than you, it's great when you pick them, like, when you allow the Spirit, Holy Spirit to guide you, because, man, he'll lead you to someone that just pour wisdom in you you know what i mean it just be beautiful and i love that mm-hmm. and i love that and i see i actually seek those kind of relationships out so i do i actually uh man i have an older squad team around me you know and i love it yeah and i talk to them they bless me yeah man they just pour into my life always pouring wisdom into me uh keep it real with me shoot it straight with me even when it you know hurts I appreciate it, but uh, but even that, uh, those relationships, those friendships I have, they're different. Yeah, they're still different mm-hmm. because I know when we meet together, when we do things and talk on the phone, it's more of a. Uh, I know I'm going to this. I'm going into this conversation as the apprentice. I know it. I'm going into this. This uh, we go out, we meet. I know I'm going into this meeting as the apprentice. They're about to pour into me, and I'm expecting it, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for that. I'm, I'm looking to receive that, and it's very appreciative. But there's nothing like having uh, a group of peers that's your age. Yeah. And if that's not your thing, cool. But I know for me, I like it, and usually the majority of people do. Uh huh. And especially like, cause I know you and me kind of the same as far as like stepping over that line, really just reaching out to people. 
I can talk to anyone when they come up to me and talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you know I mean? yeah, it's real. It is still. I'm much better at it than I was, but it's still hard for me to be the initiator of those mm-hmm. interactions. But once they start, I'm good. Good. I'm smooth sailing. Uh, but it is definitely helpful to have the people who are more outgoing and more can more easily interact with people who they don't already know. Yeah. And I've I'm around a lot of those people now, and just around a lot of people who are good friends and my same age range mm-hmm. and man i love it they can pull you out too man yeah oh they do that yeah you know what i mean and it makes it more because the more you do it, it becomes natural uh-huh and then you're just like man look at this yeah look at that guy no they've been such a blessing to me in that I'm way you, I feel you, like man. i i danced recently I went. I went to a party. But, with so, these but people. you're saying as though you that's not your thing. Like so. I thought it wasn't, but <laughs> the reason I didn't do stuff like this is pride and fear. Mm-hmm. Fear. But man. I there are some things that can bring me out of that place, mm-hmm. and I'm now in a group where I can feel so comfortable and so welcomed and at home that I can be as true to myself as I want to be. Whatever that inner role is really craving, I can be that around these people. That's your team. Yeah. Hang on to them. Yeah. So I went went to a party a couple weeks ago and people were dancing and I got in there and I started dancing. I've never, I've literally never done that. That was a first for me. But you never danced before? Not in front of people. Not in front of Never. people. Never. Hold up, Joe. No, I mean, I goofy dance. Like, I'll so, goofy dance at work, you know. Yeah, just like, to, like, you make, everybody know you're making yeah, fun because you're doing people, it on purpose. Like, yeah, make people feel awkward or, like, so, yeah. So, Joe, so you dance but by yourself? Huh? So you, so you dance at the house by yourself? No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, so you, I don't, say, I don't know, you say you don't do it in public, so at some point you're dancing. So, so when are you dancing? I guess when I'm in, uh, like, work, at work, I dance. No, I'm not talking about the really goofy goofy. dance. I'm talking about when you dancing and you like, man, I'm doing this right now. Like, I'm getting it. So do you do that by yourself? Because you don't do it no, around people. No, I don't, I guess. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that was your first time dancing? You're like, nah. Yeah. So you dance. So when you here, you at home, you know, relaxing. Yeah. Do you just say, you know what? I feel like dancing. No. Okay. Never. I sing. <laughs> I sing all the time. True. Yeah. Can you sing, Joe? Nice well, voice. I don't know if I can sing well, but I, I'll enjoy <laughs> singing. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'll put music on and I'll sing with music. Yeah. There's, there's almost always music playing in this apartment. Yeah, yeah. As the neighbors could probably attest. Yeah. That's funny, man. That's a bit. That's good, man. Because those, yeah, those type of friends that you want, man. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. I'm good friends. Yeah, I'm good friends right there. That's. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we all need a group like that that can help us grow. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about, man. Growing. Yeah. Uh, it's nice being where you're at. Uh, well, depends on where you're at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it that way. But, uh, yeah, but stepping out. Then that fear. Like, you, I got a question. You just asked something. You said, not asked, you said you hadn't done, stepped out and done something like that because of pride and fear. Mm-hmm. I get the fear part. What's the, what's the pride in that? The pride is just looking like a fool. I don't want to look like a fool, you know? But you don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to look like a fool. Because I don't know how to dance. Mm-hmm. There's like there's people who are good at dancing. And there's people who are not good at dancing. The majority of the people you see dancing, do you feel like they're good at dancing? 
there were a number of people at this party who were good at dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some who weren't so much. Yeah. And I was like bottom of that ladder because I'd never done it. Yeah. Um, but I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was... Yeah. Fear of looking like a fool. But when you can be around people who yeah, just... make you feel unafraid. Exactly. Yeah. That just that, opens dude, up so much freedom. That feel like, bro, fear, man. That's that's so powerful. And then depending on which side you look at fear, you will deal with it differently. Mm. Uh, you will receive it differently. Uh, but I know from my point of view, the fear part is a choice. We We choose to fear. We choose to fear at some point. <clears throat> put it this way. Let me change that. I'm about to take a, take another beat right here for a second. Because I want to explain this. Mm-hmm. Depending on which side you're on. If you're coming from the side of just, I'm in the world. I'm here. I'm going to do the best I can while I'm here. Have a good life. People around me. Help them have a good life. So on. And then a side of life where you believe in Jesus. You receive him. Now, this is the point of view I'm coming from. From that uh, Jesus standpoint. Because now, on that side of the spectrum, I have to choose the fear. Because once I'm born again, there is no fear. God didn't give us the spirit of fear but of power, love, and sound mind that's written. Now, if I don't have the spirit of fear, if I wasn't given the spirit of fear, that means that from God's point of view, I shouldn't even have the capacity to fear because he hadn't given me the spirit of fear. Really think about this. God didn't give me the spirit of fear. So where did it come from? So at some point, I have to now receive the fear and keep it. Once I step over to the other side, receive Christ as my Lord and Savior, there is no fear. God didn't give me that spirit. So it's nothing in there. So now anything from here out, from here out that I have fear of, terror, that's a choice. And it sounds so, Z, whoa, bro. You're shooting off. Because there's, there's no way. But I'm just I'm just saying what the book say. God said he didn't give me the spirit of fear. So now I have to make up my mind whether I'm going to believe that or not. Because now if I do say, okay, I believe God, I don't have the spirit of fear. So now I got to be honest with myself. Am I sitting around here in fear? And that's something you got to answer for yourself. And if you're honest with yourself when you're looking in that mirror, that's why I like that when... Uh, God talk about using that book as a mirror, as a mirror, walking away from it. And if you you walk away and and then you don't, you forget how you look. I mean, what was the whole point? It's just like we go to a mirror. What do we use it for? To see, you know, make sure we all put together, right? And then if we see something out of place, what do we do? We fix it. It's the same thing with the word. We pick it up, we read it, and then if something in that book doesn't line up with your life. We have a chance to say, whoa, okay, look at that. Let me uh, flip my collar down. Or if you're going for the flip look, let me flip my collar up, you know, depending <laughs> on what you're going for. But 
you're going to adjust it to what you want it to look like from that that reflection in the mirror. Same thing you look in the world. I want to adjust myself to look like what I'm reading in, in scripture. And so when you start making those type of adjustments and you look at it like that, man, <clears throat> that's when that, that word comes alive about that double-edged sword because it hurts, bro. It hurts because you start seeing things and say, man, you know, that's not, that's not me right there. Ooh. I don't, you know, I don't line up right there. And then we have a choice, man. Just either take it as, well, you know, that's just me. That's just how I am. That's just how I was made. And, you know, you know, it's God's will. And, and just not fix it and just move on. Or we just say, you know what? I need some help with this. And, and that's when you start digging deep. That's a whole other subject on digging deep and j- just to deal with that because fear is real. And, uh, Nah, it's not just as easy as saying, okay, I'm afraid of something. I'm not going to fear anymore. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Nah, it doesn't work like that because we've been uh, groomed in it for yeah. so long. And, uh, and then depending on when you decide to flip over and cross over to the to the side of light, you know, you've probably been living in fear for, you know, however long, you know. So that's something else. But, yeah, I was just thinking, because when you said there's like, yeah, fear of dancing, you're right, bro. And that's a lot, how many things we don't do because we just afraid. Mm-hmm. And we so concerned about what other people think. And it's so funny because I guarantee you the person that you're, you're thinking about, they thinking about the same thing. You know what I mean? They they thinking about what this person thinking about me. I don't want to look crazy. And you already thinking about, I don't want to look crazy. And it's so funny, man. Everyone trying to look good for each other. But, every, but everyone doing it. You know? Uh-huh. It's like, if you really stopped and thought about it, it's like, they trying to look good for you. You trying to look good for them. You know, you trying to talk and say these type of things or look a certain way, they're doing the same thing for you. And then we do things because we don't want to look stupid. I guarantee you, you look stupid to someone already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Even when you cool. I'm sorry, when you when you like, nah, I'm doing it right now. You look like somebody's calling you an idiot. Somebody, you're trying to do things so nobody want to talk about you. Let me tell you something. Somebody talking about you right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> somebody yeah. dogging somebody you out. Is. Somebody, somebody hating you someone. Mm-hmm. And if we can get that, I think it'll free us a little bit, you know, because uh, I, I just think about that kind of stuff right there because, uh, man, I, I used to be that guy, you know, I used to be that guy talking about people, you know, and, and people trying to be a certain way around me and, and I'm talking about them behind their back when they when they done. Man, you see that, you know, because I'm peeping what they doing around me, then I'm dogging them out. I'm hating on them, you know what I'm saying? And they probably doing the same thing to me, but... I've been there. That's why I can say things like that because I used to be that guy. Mm. And I know I'm one of the only person on this planet that used to look at people like that and judge people and hate on people like that. And so I say, man, you know, who else doing that? Well, how about I stop doing that and just uh, just love on people? And, and that just takes a new side of things, man. It really does, bro. It's, uh, yeah, that's just fun. I just think about that, bro, because so many times we do so much, bro. For someone else. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing for us. Uh-huh. So no one's themselves. Yeah. And so in the end, people would get together and after they be with someone for a while, friendship, relationship, and then someone says something like they, they funny, they change. Now what happened is they start relaxing. Can't put keep their facade up forever. They was being who they thought you wanted them to be, uh, who they thought you were like. And now they're like kind of relaxing a little bit, kind of kicking back and 
being themselves. And then you realize that you don't like that person. No, that's them. And now you don't like them. But now you realize that you don't really like that person. But you think they changed. Oh, they acting funny. They tripping. No, they not. That's who they are. That's where really get people screwed up in relationships. Yeah. You meet someone you're trying to be with what you think this young lady wants you to be. Your young lady trying to be what she think you want her to be so you can like her, so she can like you. And then you like each other. You both fail for the lie. Mm-hmm. And now you're honest with one another. You're being yourself, and you can't stand one another. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that happens. Oh, yeah, all the time, bro. Yeah. That's a lot of time when people get divorced, man. They find out they don't like one another. Mm-hmm. And they think that the, the person just start acting funny. And it all changed when we got married. Now it changed because the person thought to themselves, I'm not going to sit here and live this life for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And then they being themselves, the other person don't like that person. And it's problems. Yeah. Just be yourself. Uh-huh. I think a lot of things, if we just be ourselves, it'll solve a lot. Yeah. For real. I agree. People in friendships, they don't they don't like people. <laughs> like, for real, man, don't, the type of person they want to really even hang around with. But they feel like, ah, I don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, so. It's like, just keep going. And then, in the end, feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like you anyway. I don't know why we hang out. <laughs> I just let you come around. It's like, gosh, like, <laughs> people do that stuff, man. I've been there, shoot, I've done it, you know. That's just me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> saying, no, it's not just that you. That's what I'm saying, John. It's and not just you. That's, I see it from that point of view. Like I say stuff sometimes, and people can sometimes they can look at me sideways like, oh, man, Z's is crazy. But, bro, I say it from that side because I used to be that guy. I used to be that type of person, man. I don't know. I can just be honest with myself like that. But I know I'm that. that's not me now. And uh, I believe that's a big part of it because I'm able to sit down and allow God to counsel me. He's the counselor, man. Let him counsel you. When mm-hmm. he show you, do something about it. And he'll help you through that part too. It's not gonna be easy. It's gonna hurt, but man, it helps in the end. I do. I I think it does. Put it yeah. that way. I'm <laughs> I'm feeling good, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like man, <laughs> things around me, some things in chaos and I have people literally be asking me, <laughs> man, hey. literally like asking me like, when I'm going to break down? Because there's some people in my life really know what's going on. And this is like, what for? I'm winning. Ain't no winning, bro. You don't got enough podcasts for me to explain that part to you. <laughs> no, I'm sure I don't. <laughs> no. We only scratch the surface. Like, anytime I have anybody on yeah. here, I realize at, at some point on it, it's looking back on any of them, get mm. to the end of it, and like we talked for two, three, four hours, whatever it is, and you only scratch the surface yeah. of that person. They've lived a whole life, and a, a lot of them are coming into it and kind of scatterbrained, mm-hmm. and we touch on a bunch of different things. But you can take one thing and dig into it and yep. talk for three hours. I know, yep. on, yeah, easy. 100%. Yeah, so no, I've I'm I've abandoned the idea that I'm actually going to act accurately or uh, adequately cover anyone's story fully mm-hmm. but i love having the opportunity to, to just get into it yeah i mean you know? just get, get a piece out of something yeah you know yeah just just dig on that mm-hmm. yeah that's just the best you can do because you're right man we how can you put like some 30 uh 
<laughs> I got to think about my age. I'm 38, <laughs> and uh, my wife keeps up with my age for me real well. I'm 38, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I actually had to do the math. Yeah, I'm 38, so and, and thinking on that, it's like, man, are we going to talk about 38 years of my life uh-huh. right now? That would take Bro. a long time. That would take like 30-something years. Man, I'm still trying to work out the last few hours. <laughs> oh man yeah bro that's all yeah but still this is this is just good stuff because now you get the opportunity you're in a position you're gonna be able to hear so many different sides mm-hmm. of life have people live their life how each person does it different see things yeah you get that spectrum it's almost like you took the the travel and, and brought it home for a little bit till you get back to it. Because now you brought it home to you. Because this is basically the same thing, bringing people in just to see their, their side of life, how they see things. You can get in here and have a subject line. I guarantee each person is going to have a totally different view, a totally mm-hmm. different uh, sight on it. But you get every aspect of it, and it allows you to really see a, a bigger picture of people people man let's see a bigger picture of people and i think that's important because if we keep everything just stuck and just uh you know just try to put everybody in the box that's when we get sideways because mm-hmm. it's, it's really like man how can you box someone in and that's why we get so stuck on uh everyone just people get so it's almost like people are fighting against being in the box so much that sometimes not only people come out the box, but it's just, just, just crash out. And you'd be like, whoa, like, man, what was, what was this about? Then this person just flip on you. You're just thinking like, this totally new person. You're just thinking like, what's going on? That person just sounds like, instead of, people sometimes think they got to just, the only way to get out of the box, they just got to just, just crash out. Just like, man, like, no, this is just, just, I'm out there. This is me now. Screw everybody, man. This is how I feel now. Like, man, where does this person come from? This is how I've always been. I'm tired of living like that. And it's like, whoa, whoa, you go run everybody off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I know that too because I've been that guy. <laughs> Finding myself like, yes, you know what I'm saying? I know who I am in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. And then you realize you look up, man. It's like, okay, yeah, nobody ain't, ain't feeling that, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You ain't saving nobody but yourself with that, homie. Man, shoot, that's it, man. You ain't like right there. I'm just saying, that was me. This is another person's experience. I wasn't having anyone, man. Help me, you know, get to a better place. But then it, it was awful because I really, I was by myself. Like, I got some good news. Why nobody want to hear this? Well, you know, who does? No one wants to hear that, bro. Like, you keep that, you know? For real. So, yeah, be easy with it, man. Be easy. Love man, you, you seem like you've been a lot of different people, huh? Man, heck yeah, bro. Man. I have. Shoot. I was, I was trying to fit in with everybody. You know, I wanted to be accepted with everyone, man. Be accepted, man, and, and feel like feel like everyone likes something about me. And so, yeah, it's real easy to just see what someone else likes are and what people you know, lean towards and just kind of blend in with it. Just blend in with it and it's easy. You know, but the problem with that is is that you're never yourself. Mm-hmm. 
uh, people never can really truly receive your friendship because it's not you. They really, they're receiving someone else's friendship. Uh, yeah, man, and you can't take a day off because you got to keep that up. And so it's tiring. And then you find yourself just tired all the time and anxious and stressed and concerned about things that don't matter because it all boils to keeping up something that's not you. It's much easier to tell the truth. It really is. I didn't know that. I used to be a liar, hardcore liar. Uh, and then I got a revelation that it's easier to tell the truth. Oh, wow, I don't have to even remember what I said. Just tell the truth. <laughs> hey, God, this is awesome. I mean, think about it, because you always got to work a lot, man. You got to remember stuff, remember yeah. what you said. You got to keep it together. <sighs> Bruh, it's so easy to tell the truth. I don't have to remember what I told you three weeks ago. You remember what you said? Uh, what were we talking about? This and that and that. And all I got to do is tell the truth about the situation. Well, mm-hmm. I know this and that. Just tell the truth. So I don't know what I said three weeks ago, but I know I told the truth. Whatever it was, I told the truth. Mm. And so I'm going to tell the truth today. So I'm pretty sure 10 times out of 10, that's what I said three weeks ago. Probably yeah. a word it different, but it's going to be the same thing. And, it, and it's gonna and it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's on the head. And, and it gives freedom, too. So if something is up, someone's like, no, you didn't say that, boom. And they kind of explain it, Then you're able to say, oh, you know what? I was wrong. And it's easy to just to fess up to stuff. I was wrong because you, you didn't, you, you wasn't lying like you was wrong about something. Mm-hmm. versus lying yeah you're different, lying different thing yeah you're wrong you're lying though uh-huh. and it's like no you didn't just correct me no you just caught me uh-huh. <laughs> you're lying bro i caught you in that like oh oh, oh i was wrong no nah, bro you was lying you told me you was wrong no nah, we ain't i nah, don't go like that man like you wrong now nah, this is more than wrong you just lie like if i want to caught you this would have carried on and so yeah it's so yeah lying bro get there it's hard work man hard work you can't remember this stuff you can't keep up mm. and that's why investigations work because if someone's really telling the truth you it's it's not hard to keep telling the truth you know it's it's tell the truth yeah I mean, it's just solid you know what i mean if y'all could have just saw my face right there i just <laughs> put a little face on but uh <laughs> yeah man just tell the truth it's so much easier yeah when i got that revelation joe whew, i was like man all right, this is this is awesome. I kind of went overboard a little bit there. Then I had to learn gentleness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, this truth thing is easy. What? Nope. Like, oh, hey, don't say no. Yeah, you could have yeah. said no a little different. No, it's no, right? You can see, you could soften the blow. You need to start learning gentleness, you know, things like that. I'm still working on that, amen. <laughs> still working on that. But yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, that's just awesome. And something else about telling the truth, you will learn that uh, you will learn to save your words, you will learn to be quiet, uh, you will learn the importance, you will learn the value in listening and not talking so much. You will learn the value because when you tell the truth, depending on what your conversation is. I'm kind of more leaning on the side of you having that type of conversation uh, of more important sharing something, things that would help, uh, like this sharp iron sharpening iron. We're in a position where we're having a conversation, we're, we're building one another up, edifying one another. The thing about that is sometimes you have to be 
honest with one another. One another to help each other out. It hurts. Sometimes you don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You learn when you tell the truth, bro. That some people just want to stay in the place they're at. Now, you'll learn that a lot of people kind of just want to complain. They don't really want help. They don't want advice. They don't really care about what you have to say. That's a big part. When you when you Start telling the truth. You'll learn that people really don't care what you got to say. People just want to outlet the talk, really. And so that's why you'll learn to start shutting up and just listening. Uh, yeah, man. Start telling the truth, man. You'll, you'll start figuring out that what you say probably not value to other people like you thought. And, and it'll help you just kind of be quiet and learn to listen. And then you'll really start growing. Because you'll start hearing yourself. How, and then it'll help you grow. And that's what just really helped me out. When I started to listen, I started to hear things like, man, that, that sounds familiar. Oh, that's what I be doing. You know what? That isn't cool. Now I see how that comes off. Uh, you know what? Help me, Lord. There you go. Go into that closet in the back in the dark and get it worked out. It's not easy all the time. Once you get yoked up to Jesus... It's easy and it's light. That's what he said. I'm just saying. He said, you know, the what is it? Burden is easy, but the burden is light. The yoke is easy. Is that how it goes? Yeah. The, yeah. The, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, I go. think. I think that's it. But, yeah, it's it's that. But, yeah. Mm. That's, that's real. But the thing is, it's getting to that point. Getting getting to that point of, of getting yoked up with Christ. That's sometimes the the hardest part uh i don't know if you ever looked into uh oxen or uh things like that being yoked up the process of that uh it's a good it's a good little study like to look that up from from back in the days like how that really worked the the principle behind it uh who you want the two you want to yoke up together it's like you want to it's a lot behind that and it'll help you like really get that scripture just a little side note if you want to look into that but yeah man when you get that one of the things i notice is that sometimes to get that uh younger uh animal yoked up with the older animal the older stronger one that understands how this go can can carry you know mass majority of that that burden and the young one don't want to go the young one don't want to go the young one will fight that yoke but finally get that animal yoked up. You probably even try to tug a little bit, but it's, it's hooked up with that that strong bull. You're not going. <laughs> You're not budging. He'll get them right. And over time, next thing you know, man, they they plowing it up. They're a team. That young one get tired. That's okay. The older one go carry that load. So for that young one, the it's easy and it's light. He's not really doing the work. It's really not. All he's doing is just, just remaining yoked up. I mean, as long as he's yoked up, he go because if he don't, he gonna get. He <laughs> gotta move. Just, yeah. He's not even pulling. The older bull is doing all the work. He's doing all the work. And then what happens? It teaches the younger how to walk on a straight line. Teaches them how to stay focused, how to how to feel the 
the the uh, I don't know the proper name of the person behind, but feel though feel the tug and the guy just like kind of get what's going on without the burden of this work. Mm. So about time they're full on, strong, ready to go. They're just gliding, and now they're getting yoked up to a youngin. That's the same thing with us, man. So it's getting yoked up. So a lot of times you say, well, I don't get that. You know, it's as hard as it. Well, you're probably find that yoke. Relax. Receive that yoke. Because Jesus yoke, and they say it's easy, as, it's light. So receive it. It'll flow a lot better. And like I said, it's just one thing that I've learned just by experience myself that, uh, man, fighting the whole way there. Just, uh, man, nah, just constantly fighting fighting it, fighting it, wandering around in the wilderness, just constantly dealing with the same thing, just finally just saying, you know what, you know, this isn't looking in that mirror of the word, saying, man, this sums up, because I'm, what I'm reading isn't reflecting in my life. Sums up, well, God said he cannot lie, so some of us becoming short up on my end. And so you got to dig down and check yourself, and that's just something that uh, people just don't like to do, whether you're a believer or not. People don't like to look at themselves, man. They just don't. People don't like to hold themselves accountable. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to look at someone else for your shortcomings. It just is. And I'm, I'm just meaning that just on just a, uh, just across the board. Yeah, just the human tendency. Human, yes. Yeah. Human tendency. That's just it. We knocked that out a lot of stuff to get help, but yeah, it's always it's, it's someone else. Someone else. Now, where are you coming up short at? What can you fix? Fix that. I guarantee you it's something we can fix in ourselves. I guarantee you, man. Guarantee you, bro. But when we see it, I'm trying to deal with that. Well, that's not a big deal. That's not the problem. Oh, you know, I'm trying. And then, you know, you start going to a bunch of excuses, you know. Oh, you know, this happened to me back then, and you don't know my struggles. And it's like, oh, boy. And then classics for Christians, you know, God, well, you know, it's just God's will. Okay, you know, at some point, you got to believe God love you more than that. Maybe it's some. You know, I'm just saying, one day you might want to stop and long enough to say, is this something that maybe I can change here? Oh, that ain't for real, bro. I just know that because, bro, I went in circles for a long time. Long time, Joe. Looking at everybody else is my problem. You my problem. They my problem. Uh, because of this, that happened. Man, just, man, for so long. In the moment, I received that correction of, man, how about you do something to change your situation? Well, how am I going to do that? Well, you can start with yourself. You start doing those kind of conversations with yourself, man. It, bruh, you'll find out that everyone around you is pretty good. I mean, that, that's what'll help you just leave people alone as far as, like, looking at them with their problem. Because you start checking yourself, the person beside you is like, whoa. Man, my fault. Never mind. They all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They not in the room. Man. I need to work on that right there. Oh, man. You know what I'm telling you, bro? Yeah, change, man. Change, change. When did yeah. you start embracing change in your own life? 
embracing it, embracing this full on embracing change. Uh, I would say the full on embrace. I would say about three years ago hmm. when I just and just took the full on embrace. Like I'm changing, I'm changing everything that I see. And the, and the reason why on that is because once again. I had just got into a conflict with someone I had been getting in conflicts with for many years. And family calls me to sit down and say, you know, hold up. Now, because I'm in, now this is, I'm, I'm a man of God in this. I'm talking about walking this word out and, and loving life. I'm, I'm saying that from a point of view because I'm just one of those people that just believe, man, his word is true and it just works. And so when stuff just outside of what his words say, God not out of line. So it, I, I need to kind of I need to check me. You know, and that's just me. That's just the way I look at stuff because I just take his word as when he said this scripture that he cannot lie. I just believe that, and and I look at that seriously because he didn't say God that won't lie. He said, God, that cannot lie. And that's two totally different things. A God that won't lie means that he can lie if he wanted to. He just chooses not to. He just chooses to be honest. That's not what God is saying. God is saying he cannot lie. Meaning, if he was to come and say, hey, and say, yeah, I'm going to catch God and lie. Watch this. God, how many fingers do man have? And he just to say, 13. Ha-ha! Caught him? No, you're gonna look down. You're gonna have 13 fingers. He can't lie. Whatever he—that's just what it, he can't lie. And with that being so strong, I, man, I just take that is that serious. So it's like, man, if he can't lie, if I read something and it doesn't line up with me, well, he's good. Let, let me find out where I'm missing it at, mm-hmm. man, man. That was one of those things because of that conflict. It was like, man, hold. Uh, mm, this has been going on too long. At some point, if you on, if you're driving somewhere and it takes you five hours to get there, five and a half pass by, six, seven hours. What time are you gonna stop and say maybe I'm in the, going in the wrong direction? And that's how this was. This conflict has been going on for too long, and fan, I finally should have just way a long time ago. I finally got to the point of saying, hold on. Something's not right here, and it's not God. And, and for the first time, I finally said it wasn't the other person. It's me. It's some. What am I doing? Attracting it? What am I? And man, that's when I just went to God and I dug in, and uh, that was the first time I said, you know what? Nope. I'm not gonna pick and choose anymore. What fits me? I'm just gonna take it as a whole, and just ask God to help me change. Yeah, that's why I embraced it. And that's when things changed, bro. And that's when it changed. And uh, it just, like you said, something about the dancing. I look at uh, Chris, the walk with Christ the same way, Joel. It's like dancing. No, we know it's fun. <laughs> you know, you know it's fun to get out there on the floor. You see everybody enjoying themselves. You know, you see some people really grooving. Like, man, if I can dance like that, I would get out there. But then you see the other person, like, man, see, I don't want to look like that. But they're out there. Uh-huh. They have they enjoying themselves. <laughs> For real. They ain't thinking about shit. And and people are enjoying them. 
and everybody's having a blast. Christian the same way. Christians get in that closet by themselves and they read their word. And they see that stuff. They see what God's saying. They see what Jesus is saying. They say, man, I want that. And they see the commitment that it takes. The thing is this here. Christians don't want to step out there and take their dance because no one wants to be in a place of ridicule. You don't want to step out there in faith and then it don't come to pass and somebody like, see, you know, I told you that one God's will, you, you took that out of context. You didn't you didn't get you got that wrong right there. So no one wants to be in that position. So people will instead of stepping out in faith and saying, you know what, I believe this. And I'm I receive this in Jesus' name. I'm I'm stepping out. And I don't want to do that. Because it's like, man, what if it don't work? What if God don't come through? And so People never step out on the floor and dance. But then one day, you step out on the floor and dance. And you probably was looking crazy. But you got done, you had a blast, you know. And it was fun. You're like, you know what? I'm looking forward to doing that again. Same way with Christianity. You step out there in faith. And let's just say you step out there in faith. And, well, maybe you didn't hear what you thought you heard. And it's over with, and you might shed a tear about it. I've been there. And, and people come down on you. I told you. But in that prayer closet, something happens, Joe, when you get on your knees before God. You realize something. I just stepped out. I have never done that before in my life. And then you realize something. You know what? I'm going to dig in this word more. Because I, I believe... If I just get revelation of this thing, next time I step out, it's going to be on the money. And then you step out, and it probably ain't on the money, Joe. But at some point, we put in a position we got to stand. And that's when a lot of us sit down. And the difference is, is that you're talking about with, with, uh, when I took that, uh, what, what, how, did, how did you say it? When I just took the, when I took that turn and just pulled it, just and grab, uh, Grasp it. Grasp uh, it. When did you embrace change? Embracing, yeah. yeah. Fully embracing. That 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 was that really helped. And embracing change. It's just realizing that hey. Sorry, man. You know what? It, it, uh I'm doing this I'm doing this walk with God. I'm not doing this to impress you. I'm not doing this to impress, you know, family, friends, anyone. Uh I have a personal relationship with Christ. This is personal. Personal. And I take it as that. And now once that personal relationship is is gained, oh man. You lose the sense of fear because it's because God didn't give you that in a way. And you, you stop caring. Just to be honest, you just don't care anymore, bro. Man, and they say like, what? Well, dang, that sounds a little raw. That, well, well it's, it's scripture. Because God, he tells us to place our cares on him. If if I take all, everything I care about and I place it on God, what does that leave for me to do? What, what do I care about? If I take all of my cares and place them on Christ, what do I care about? Now, now you got to think about that from a spiritual standpoint because immediately uh, somebody might hear it and they say, oh, man, oh, oh, my goodness. So you just don't, you don't care. You don't care about your kids. I got kids. You don't care about your wife. I have a wife. You don't care about your 
Yes. That's why I put that care on Jesus. Because I'm pretty sure 12 times out of 10 that Jesus can take care of my wife better than me. So I put the care that I have for my wife, everything I care about her on, her protection, her growth, man, just her desires, bro. Because when we talk about things that she desires, man, I take all those cares and I put them on Jesus, man. I put them right there. And what Jesus does, he says, oh, I got you. And then he tells me how to bring that to pass, how to be his servant on this earth to bring that to pass for for my daughters or for my wife or for a friend because I care about what my wife care about. But if I hold on to that care, it's going to weigh me down, so stress me out, so cause anxiety, fear, because how am I going to make this happen? But I put it on Jesus. Man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. You you should be happy to be my friend because you know that I have a friend that's taking my cares and putting them before Jesus because I literally do that. I do that, man. And uh, I do. I pray for my friends. I pray for family. Man, I'm just a good guy to have on your team. Like, for real, I'm one of those guys that genuinely do that stuff. You know what I mean? I, not just to say, I'm going to pray for you, bro. And like, nah, man, I, I, I genuinely do it. I genuinely do it, man. And it works. And it does. It works. The benefits are great. The benefits are great. So if you're just looking for a, a, a team, team, team player, you know, that's going to legit pray for you, quiet time. And then we talk about getting up. That's why I get up like that, bro, mm-hmm. early because I, I spend a lot of time in prayer and studying my word in the morning. I just found out if I get up early, that at least gives me hours of uninterrupted uh, time with God. It's just something about that, just that, that morning time, that first fruit, waking up. You don't get anyone to stir. No one disturbs you 4 o'clock in the morning, bro. Mm-hmm. 4 yeah. o'clock, 4 to 5, in the word, 5 to 6, and 6 to 7, people start waking up. You just got in the word for three hours. You just got a good, you feeling good. You're on fire, bro. People waking up, Man, you already got the house lit up. So people can't wake up in the attitude, you know, come across your path. You know, hey, man, good morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm praising God, dancing around this thing, got a little gloss on the forehead, you know what I mean? Shoot. Sure, <laughs> hey, for real, Joe. Hey, my family appreciate it, though, man. They appreciate sure. it. They I do. would, too, yeah. They appreciate it, man. They know what dad doing. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's working. You know what I mean? It's working, bro. Yeah. They see that, too. They see that, too, bro. It's working. Oh, yeah. Because they with me. They with me. They see, they, they see what God's bringing us through. Uh, they know what, he's been, what we've been through, what he's taking us out of, what he's leading us into. Bro, what he's leading us into, they see it. They witnessing it, man. So it's just it's a great deal. It's a great deal, man. And it's, uh, it's fun. And that's the part, like, taste and see. So many people don't taste and see, so they just never find out, you know. And there's some things like tell someone, hey, this, this, hey, try it out, man. Because that's, you know, I had to figure it out. I, said, I didn't tell anyone. I stepped out there in the face. I got to raise up people, you know, telling me God this, Jesus this, man. Look, I was that guy growing up, like, you, you got to be the idiot of the idiots that believe in God. I mean, seriously. I mean, for real, because in my mind. That was the dumbest story ever. It was, I looked at it like the Santa Claus story. I looked, for real, as a kid growing up, I took Jesus as 
an adult Santa. You're a kid. You got Santa, you know, two fairy, all these different things. And as you get older, you know, it's like, hey, okay, you're old enough now to see. That's not real. Yeah. You know? I don't need that anyway. No, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't need, need Santa Claus. Okay, cool. Move yeah. on. Keep getting your gifts. Move on. So I looked at his God the same way. So at some point, you know, you're going to realize and say, hey, this is just something we do too. This isn't real either. And apparently, uh, that's how majority of people even look at it too. I mean, it's like, shoot, churches took a huge black eye this past year. Non-essential. I mean, maybe I'm not one who got upset about that, but yeah, churches got deemed non-essential, bro, and uh, and rightfully so, rightfully so. Has the church been essential? Nah, no, church ain't been essential. Uh, not at all. That's why it was so easy to mark the church as non-essential, and no one even fought back against it. Can you can you imagine a church uh, in the days of Acts being called non-essential? Think about that. Think about that. Church back in the day being called non-essential. That's impossible. Non-essential. Can you imagine a church back in the day being told they can't congregate and they go for it? Mm-mm. What happened, bro? What happened? What happened? So it changed everything. It changed everything as far as uh, the Christian walk. From here on out, and hopefully enough Christians have taken enough time to think about that, to know that things have changed now. And at some point, we got to step up, bro. We got to step up. What do we believe in? Do we believe in this? Do we believe in this word? Do we? Because so many things, Joel, in that word is so unbelievable. How can you be weird or strange if you believe in all of it? And what I mean is this here. What's harder, Joe, to receive salvation or to receive a new leg? You got an amputated leg. What's easier, to receive salvation, to go to heaven, or to receive a new leg? You think about that. Um, You know, yeah. You don't got to answer now. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> now, I just want you to think about it. You still out on there for a second. Now, the reason why I say that is because Jesus kind of, he talked about this in Scripture. I don't know exactly what it said because some uh, Pharisees got, got mad with him when he told the guy about he's forgiven of his sin, something like mm-hmm. that. He had asked, like, what's easier? And the reason why is because for some reason, uh, Christians have separated, like, it's something different. How do you get saved? You, you, you hear the word, you get it. You receive it, you believe it, and you confess, and you say. I mean, right? That's it, bro. So, how do you receive health? How do you get your healing? How do you get uh, deliverance from, you know, depression? How do you get, you know, yokes and bonds broken in your life? How do you get out of poverty? All these things. It's the same way, bro. You get the word, you see, you receive it, you confess it, and, and you're good. Say, well, nah, it don't work like that. And the reason why it's so easy to say that is because we know that things like the healing or uh, deliver, that's in the, we can see that. 
And so you can immediately look and say, oh, that didn't happen. Well, you still broke. You still in debt. It looked like you still sick, you know. But salvation, because that's an inner man issue, no one can tell you you didn't get saved. People stand up in front of the church, you receive Christ, this, dunk them in the water and come out. But no one would go up to that person and say, you're not saved. No, you're not. You're not saved. But if a Christian was to say, uh, hey, I received my, my healing, I'm healed. People look at them and say, that's crazy. That's we're, uh, and people dog them out, and it's the weirdest thing, bro. You, 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 you have people that will literally uh, dog one another out for how they believe because they say, man, they, they, they're a scream. Look, let me tell you something. If you listening to us right now and you believe in Jesus, you're extreme. Because let's think about what you believe in. You telling people that you believe that a guy came here on this earth by version, okay? That puts you in the crazy category immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately, Joe. You are now in the, in the fool category. This is foolishness to non-believers. Guess what? It is. You believe a guy came to this earth through a virgin. Okay. So he did. He grows up. Now, this man walks around. He does Miracles, literally, he he takes two fish and five loaves of bread and feed five thousand plus people. He did that like twice. What other times like three thousand plus? Mm. You you believe that? You know what I'm saying? It's like because this is the Jesus we say we believe in. No, I, I just believe the part about he just came, you know, through Mary and he died. Okay, <laughs> you believe a guy died on the cross, got buried, came back the third day. Walked around, hung out, and then flew off. He flew off, bro. Oh, well, he well, you know, he levitated off or whatever. Bro, bro, come on, man. <laughs> come on, we gonna sit here and be like, I believe in Jesus. But then somebody come up to you, it's like, man, let's stop and agree that that we gonna believe, you know, for. Hey, What's going on in your life? Well, let's stop touching and greeting, and we go believe God go get that done. Well, you can't. Well, I don't know. And people won't believe it. Won't want to believe it. Won't want to step out and pray for something supernatural. But want to sit here and say you believe in Jesus, and then get offended because someone else don't want to believe that. Let's think about that. Are you, how are we gonna go? Come on, man. It, do we really think people are crazy or stupid because they don't want to believe us when we go up there and tell them a Jesus story? And now they supposed to just say, oh, yeah, give me some of that. Fill the tub up, bruh. Let's do it. No, man. It don't work like that. And it, and it, like I said, that part to me is just, it's always interesting because so many people are say they believe. I do believe people, people believe, and don't get me wrong. But I just believe the connection. The connection is not fully there. It's just some somehow... I believe mercy of God, he made it so to the point that you can connect, grab that Jesus component. But for some reason, people leave the rest of the stuff that Jesus laid his life down for on the table. People receive the salvation part, but nothing else. Like, Jesus didn't lay his life down for just salvation. It was a package that came with that. A whole entire package. Not you say, but you got to die of cancer. No, he... uh, that ain't part of the package. He 
by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Well, it's just up to us whether we go bleed or not. His poverty we made rich. But it's up to us we go bleed or not. You know, it, it's just we're wise. We have knowledge and we got angels on our side. So I'm like, oh boy, you believe in them angels thing. You believe that someone came back from the dead and said, stick your hands in my side. Come on. You don't want to believe with me about some angels? So, that's crazy? <laughs> so, I'm crazy. Man, no, if you're a believer, you're out there. And if you believe in God, and if you think you're going to be real, like, I'm going to be the one who people be able to receive Christ from me, like, yeah, I'm that cool person. No, you look like a total idiot. To the person you're trying to talk to about Jesus to. Because it's the craziest thing anyone has ever heard in their life. And especially coming from an adult. This is These are the type of stories that kids talk about. A guy girded up his lawns and outran a chariot, bro. Come on, man. You out running horses? I'm just saying, bro. People out running horses. And one guy with a... With a staff slaying the army, and I mean, it's all of these things that we so read so easily and just walk away like, yeah, I believe. Do you? Because as soon as someone step out there, ready, you know, talking their their faith talk, people mm, kind of squirm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, people can't even praise God in church. Can't even do it. Man, no, I'm just not comfortable. I didn't come up in a church like that. I'm just, what the heck? That got to do with anything. If you take a seat long enough and think about what you're believing in, and then you say, okay, whenever I get the opportunity, I'm just imagining like I'm in church and uh, the band's playing, choir, instruments, and they get going, bro. I close my eyes. Now, I imagine that I'm literally standing before the throne of the Almighty God. And Jesus on his right hand. And the singing is going, bro. Man, instruments. And I start to praise him. And I just imagine I'm before him. And it's just them and me. And I'm praising him. And I'm enjoying myself having a good time before him. Man, it's real easy to do. Because now when you do that, it's going to be hard to sit in this seat and not do anything. Because now you're going to say, if I really believe that that throne is right there in front of me. And he's saying, play the music. Let's think about this. He got some boys at Nebuchadnezzar. He did that back in the day. I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you a chance right here. Play the music. Because I think about God saying, I'm going to give you a chance right here. Play the music. And so many people sit there on their hands and won't do a thing. And it's sad. It makes me think to myself, man, if Nebuchadnezzar was here saying, I'm going to throw you in that fire. If you don't dance and shout to that music, how many people get up and dance and shout? Play that music. I'm pretty sure, bruh, people would 
get up and get the who. Hey, who? Hey, a little louder. Hey, they want to go in there five, bro. You know what I'm saying? But God don't do us like that. He, he just, you know, he just wanted not out of necessity, but just, you know, out of just desire, man. I just desire to praise you because I just understand what's going on. But yeah, you think about it like that because because basically you're just saying to God, I'm straight. I catch you on the next one. It's not my jam right here, bro. It's not my favorite favorite lick. I'm, I'm gonna wait for that next one, man. I like to do the uh, second song, sit on the first song, uh, stand on the second song, and just uh, sit down midway through the third. You know, that's my jam. That's the way I like to do. I don't. I don't do. I like to do the last. You know, like come on, man, for real. And then these are the type of things that we can hear. And then it, it'll, it'll stir some up in us. And we'll, we'll get offended. And it, it's the truth. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. How I know? Because I've been there. Once again, that's something that God checked me on. Like, man, you know what? <laughs> no, I do believe in God. I, I am. No, I, I'm, uh, hallelujah. Let me get up. Man, rocks ain't going to praise God for me. I got it. I can do it. You know? Yeah, bro. I mean, we can continue on with stuff like that, you know. But all in all, I get it because I've been there, Joe. And I said, that's why the stuff I be saying, I said, and sometimes people get upset, but they don't get them literally coming from a place of, no, I was that guy. That's why I can say it with such conviction and be so adamant about it because it's like, no, I was that guy. No, what are you talking about? And that's why I can tell you, like, how to come out of it because I came out of that Mm -hmm. right there. On some other stuff I'm working on, I'll be back. I'll stay tuned. But that right there, I can tell you how to get out of that. Like some fear, I can help you get out of fear. Like you holding all this care, I can help you get up out of that care. For real. I can help you with that. Yeah, bro. Now you got me just thinking now, man. Everything <laughs> about that prayer. I love praising, Joe. You got me thinking about that praise and worship, man. Well, tomorrow's Sunday, too. Yep, it's a Saturday, so tomorrow Sunday, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's when those that's when victory is got. If people was a look at it like that, because you read those stories about praise, some about when they were praising Joe, it was always like a victory after. You know what I mean? Come through praising people going to the war. He putting the putting the the praise team in the front, the choir in the front. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, whoa, 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 bro. Should we be in the, at least the middle or something? I mean, <laughs> nah, they're going to the front, bro. Sit with the praise team in the front. We can praise in our way. That, man, that praise. God said he inhabits the the praise of the righteous. Man, if you really believe that, you'll be shouting. Like, if you really believe that God inhabits the praise of the right. If you really believe that, you, you couldn't wait to, yeah, Jesus. Because you know that just brought him on the scene. You know, we laugh about it. Because it's like, he said that. He cannot lie. When we going to take him serious? Man, it don't work like that. When the last time you praise God? You know what I mean? It's, it don't work like that. If they ain't no praise, uh, uh, participated. You know what I mean? You, one of the saddest things, Joe, is churches being in debt. How is it possible for a church to be in debt? Because people ain't giving their tithes, man. People ain't tired. You get talking about tithing and offering. Oh, man, that's that prosperity preacher. Oh, shoot, he's trying to get my money. Oh, bro, 
But guess, guess, guess what? One of the biggest problems, well, I'd say the biggest issue in the church, even probably pastors and stuff all over probably won't, don't want to admit it because they probably having this problem. Money. Why is a church broke? Come on. In debt? A church in debt. As soon as you try to tell somebody about tithing, uh, they don't want to hear it. And so preachers don't teach on it because they don't want to lose butts in the seat. They rather they would keep the numbers up and you know don't want to rub anybody the wrong way because then they could probably leave. And now you now you pulling the Saul because that was Saul that what got Saul lost his lost his kingship because fearing the people. Ah, fear the people, man. You know, hey, let the let them was that Samuel let them had to let them know, bro. Well, but this it's over, man. X them out and put David in. How is it possible, man? Tithing. So easy, bro. People was a tithe. There's no way the church can be in debt. And I'm sure somebody can say, well, you know, what about someone just had like, you know, this many members and, and, and no one had, and half of them didn't have a job. And I just, <laughs> look, you guys, look. I guarantee you guys got to set up with the people that's in that church. If they was tithe, that church would be all right. For real. People ain't tithing, bro. That's just serious. That's just for real. And 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 I and I say that hopefully that it it rubs someone so much that it makes them check themselves. Because people want all these things done in the church. Why we don't do this? Or why we don't have this? And what y'all just to let you know that's what tithing is for. You know, an offering. Now forget offering. People ain't tithing. You know, so the game get you. offering don't count until you get tithing in first. But yeah, bro, I. I just say things like that because I hope I spark some up in someone to make them say, you know what? Maybe I need to check myself next. I've been there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the time, bro. Hold on to that money. Let me tell you something. Let me help everybody out there because this is what happened for me. This is what the Holy Ghost helped me out. Holy Ghost said, if you don't got enough money to tithe, you already broke. I said, oh. <laughs> That's a good point. So you might as well tie. You might as well give it. You know, because it made me think. Cause look, bro, I'm saying to myself, well, I ain't want to tie because uh, if I tie, I ain't going to be able to pay that bill. And then, but it's like, bro, you still don't got enough money for the bills. Then let me skim this one and put that on that. And, nah, let me tell you what you do. You put that money in the bucket. Or you tie it, you know, Google it, or however, you know, you do your money. You do that first. And do everything else. Man, I guarantee you got to work it out every time, man. Every time. And you start getting into that giving, that offering. You'll find out he, it'll come back in abundance, man. People just pulling to your bosom. But, like I said, that's that's stuff right there. People don't want to hear that. That's, that's prosperity preaching for people. And one of the biggest problems for Christians is broke. We got no money. That hurt hurting. That hurt hurting. Yeah, bro. And so, like I said, a lot of things just go like that. And like I said, that's that mirror. That's the mirror looking in the mirror. Because those are the things I looked at in the mirror for myself. And I was able to say, you know what? Hey, I'm not even doing that. First, let's make sure we're doing what we can mm-hmm. before we start begging to God about what he can do. You know, do your part first. You know, it's, it's, it's some simple things that we can do that's pretty concrete, straightforward. It's easy. Let's do that. And we'll be all right. Yeah. You know. Michael Jackson wrote a song about that. 
Which one was that? Man in the Mirror. Mm. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah, it is. That's my mom's favorite song right there. Yeah. Man in the Mirror. Sure is. Michael's Maybe that's why I'm like that. That yeah, is. That's her favorite song. Man in the Mirror. Sure is. That's real, man. That man in the Mirror. When you do, it changes, man. It mm-hmm. changes. And, uh, and if it doesn't, you know, well, you must be fine with what you see. And if you're fine with what you see, stop complaining about what you have and what you're getting. That's the issue, Joe. If people weren't complaining, it'd be cool. The problem is people complaining about where they're at, but then they don't do nothing. And, I mean, we have that saying that's all over. I mean, people, everyone's heard this. Not everyone, but I'm sure a lot of people have heard the saying of, you know, it's, you do the same thing but expect something different. That's insanity. That's just mm-hmm. a popular saying. The problem is, is that that's what we do all the time. The same exact thing, bro. And expect something different. Like, not just different, like totally different. Mm-hmm. And then we allow to ourselves, you know, uh, cheating you know, on, and I know about that. <laughs> well, we, we, we made a change. Nah, man. A change is a, a change. People make tweaks. That, that's what it is. People make a little tweak. Once again, if you see you heading somewhere, it's been destination, you should be there in five hours, it's eight, and you really thought you was on the right road, at some point you have to stop, you need to stop, and you need to make a change. You can't just say, well, I'm just going to make a turn right here and make an adjustment, because you don't know where you're at. You're lost. You're lost. So people want to do the little tweak or, or you know, but don't change nothing. Just say they changed. Lying to themselves. I've been there. And then constantly be in the wilderness year after year after year after year. And then at some point, prayfully, we see and say, man, this ain't something's up. Something's up. And I just know that because once the Holy Spirit really guided me into me, it wasn't like just a little tweak. It was a total change. It was a total revamping of the my whole thought system. Like, I just didn't think like that at all. And it started putting me in a different direction, a totally different direction. But like I said, a lot of those things, though, is going to put you in a place of ridicule, man. That, that's just that on that. Just... Being a person that's willing, and now now I'm just talking about just on just on the just period, just being a human. Anything that you're gonna do in your life, and and you decide that, man, you know what? I believe in this. I'm gonna do it, and you go for it. I guarantee you, man. Somebody gonna be there to, to try to uh, convince you that you shouldn't. And you and you go back and you look at things, and once again we look at them ourselves as humans, and we look at all these people that that have done some of the most phenomenal things on this earth. And guess what? They all have in common. At some point, people looked at them like they were crazy. Like you're it? No, that's not, flying. You can't fly. That's never going to happen. You know, uh, motorcycles. Like people didn't believe in bikes with motors on them, bro. It was the time people thought that was the craziest thing, the craziest concept, bro. Bikes. 
What a motor? You talking about like oh come on man. It's not happening. People thought like that at the time. People people thought I mean, people looked at Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, bro, as no man, this guy's wrong. You know? This, what is wrong? He just out here rallying up people, man. This guy's problem, man. Need to get in line. He going against the government, going against the grain, man. This the people thought, you know, because people so hard on those those scriptures about riding with the, you know, uh, being in line with the government. God put the government there so you should abide in them. So people use that against Dr. King back in the days, you know, about hey, you know, he, he's not. And it's, people probably haven't looked dug into it and to, to see that, you know, Dr. King was hated, you know, because. Because we look at it now, it's like, oh, such a great guy, you know. I'm sitting around. I got the license place on the car, you know what I mean? And and so we look at it, it's like, you know, no, Dr. King, you know, woo-hoo. And he was hated, bro. He was looked at as he was a problem. Like, he was going against stuff. He was he was a troublemaker. But now we look at him like, man, that was great. Man, praise God. Like, he stepped out there. You know, think, like, shoot, man. I mean, it's just a lot of people like that in our, in our, uh, just on the, that lived on this earth that we look at now and just look at them as great people, as brilliant people. But back then, they were looked at as fools. They were looked at as troublemakers or, you know, just lost and things like that, man. And now we look at them now, it's like, wow, that was such a genius. And, and we studied we studied their writings and, and we look at their their uh, their artwork and listen to their music now and just... Feel like ah, oh, this person was just annoying. They were called, but man, go back and look at how that person was viewed during the time they was doing it. They were not appreciated. People just love Paul now. You know, he talks to Christians, boy. They, people are so much fans of Paul. Like Paul, 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 love Paul. <laughs> you, uh, you think you would really, really like Paul back then? Paul, Phew. man. Well, probably Paul, but Saul. But a lot of people had problem with Paul because they still remember him as Saul. You know what I mean? He come in and preach. Like, come on, y'all. Let's 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 be real about this, man. Now, who this guy was, you know? And and today, people can receive Paul so easily, but it's people like that today that people can't receive, and they and they're they're converted, and they really do believe in God, and they're living that life, and people can't receive them. Why is that? It's something about man that Bible and people connecting it with life, Joe. We got to start reading it like it's a novel, like it's just a book. And until we make those connections that this really is real, it's just going to always be a book and it's never going to come to life in our life. Yeah, bro. That book, man, that book. Man, I like don't even have to ask any questions. I just kind of sit back and listen to you. Yeah, I'm just talking that. I'm just trying to keep the flow for you, bro. I'm yeah. just trying to keep, just keep it flowing, man. You let me flow and keep going. <laughs> Talk about this all day, bro. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely <laughs> certain of that. <laughs> I take this serious, man. I take it very seriously because just uh, I just look out at the condition of the church, man. And uh, Wow. It's just, it's very weak mm-hmm. right now. Very weak, very, wow, man, wow. Mm. It's just, it's, uh, it's very weak, bro. When you look at it, how God say we're supposed to be, church is very weak. Man. And it's sad because 
you can't convince Christians that it is. For some reason, Christians have been lulled asleep like this is God's will. <laughs> and I can't find this in the bro, stuff that's going on with Christians today. I can't find it in the Bible, Joe. It was the way God said he never promises we won't go through trials and tribulations. Bro, amen. Uh, he also said that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. He didn't promise. He didn't say you want to go into the fire. He just said you won't get burned. A lot of Christians getting burnt out here, homie. A lot of Christians smell like smoke. A lot of Christians got bruises and scars all over them from the fight. He said, yeah, you know, God brought me through, though. I got a few scratches and some bruises. But I don't know. Maybe God didn't bring you through, man. Because if God bring you through, you ain't going to have a scratch on you. I'm just saying. He did that for Daniel. Didn't have a scratch on him. And God made it sure when those things happened, they made it clear in the scripture that nothing was on them. Like, those those guys on in that fire, they made sure that you understood not a hair was singed, and they didn't even smell like smoke. They wanted you to know no evidence of the trial was on them. Man, that's why I love testimonies. We say you have to give a testimony because you look so good with it, Joe, that you got to give a testimony. Let me tell you about what God brought me through. Then you tell, you share that testimony. It's like, oh, it's so powerful. Why? Because there's no way I would have thought you went through that. But you all busted up, disgusted. Oh, yeah, let me tell you what God brought me through. And then we try to take that to the people of the world, Joe. No, nah, I want your God. I'm looking at you, man. You always just depressed and stressed and sick and just, just and tall. Like, you trying to tell me about Jesus. No, thank you. <laughs> you can keep that Christ, bro. I'm good by myself. And people say, oh, my goodness. No, nah, that's just for real, though, because we try to convince someone that has no belief at all in this Jesus. And, they, and the only example they have is, is you, is me, is, is the person who's sharing that with them. And so, yes, they're going to look at you and weigh it and say, is anything in Joel's you, life? Go ahead. Yeah, what do you have to offer me? Exactly. Like, if I'm looking at you and you look like crap, why do I want what you got? I'm just saying, bro. Yeah. And then especially for people that's in the world that from the uh, flesh standpoint is successful. Now you're going to go to the successful person from the world standpoint and tell them about Christ. That ain't happening. They're, they're not going to... Res- for what? For what? And that's why God didn't say things like forgetting out all his benefits. And that's the number one thing Christians have done is forgot the benefits. And mm. it's so much about salvation, salvation, salvation. Well, praise God, we get saved. But man, what is the restoration at? And so we get saved and just get beat up to crap till you die and go to heaven. And then experience a luxurious life when God clearly said he wants to have heaven on earth. Man, and well, you overthinking it, bro. You taking it too literally, man. You know, you just okay. It's working for me. I'm, I'm working on something real huge right now, bro. That I just know that when this manifestation come through, Joe, it's gonna help a lot of people out in their Christian life, man. A lot of people out because uh, I'm the least. I was the least, put it that way. I was that Gideon guy. 
the least, least in my tri- like the in the lowest tribe and the least in the lowest tribe. You know, getting has some issues, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, just think about it. It's the problems right there, man. But God told him that he was a mighty man of valor. And I say that because it's time that we as I know we don't went deep into the Christian side of things, but I know I'm just like, dang, how did we get here? But yeah, I know somebody probably like, man, hold up, bro. You, was this a Christian podcast or something? What are y'all doing? Yeah, he let me talk, y'all. So just sit tight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can skip the change the subject, man. You know what I'm saying? Take yeah, advantage of your show. You can listen bro. to a different episode <laughs> if you want. Right? All right, we're cool. We have to, if we arrive with that. Here we go. Let's finish it up. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, some that. water. It. I'll get some more whiskey. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just noticing your your light set up here. Hold up. A little warm. We can, we can pick up on anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but uh, but uh, but I just I just I literally can't recall right now. But I just pick it up from right here because this is true. Just uh, at some point, man, I'm just just uh feeling like we as Christians have to get to ourselves personally, man. Uh, a personal thing, like don't even bring anyone else in on it. But get to yourself personally and really ask yourself, what do I really believe in? Do I really believe in this? Like, go go find one of those very outlandish stories in the Bible and read it. And really ask yourself, do I believe that really happened? You know what I mean? Like, really think about that. Do I believe that really happened? Because if you if you can't really do that, you got to read it again and read it again and read it again. Ask God to give you, enlighten your eyes of understanding and ask God to give you the revelation of that and read it again and do it in a way that you believe in God go show you something in this. And he will because God, I like one of those songs. I can't think of like the exact words, but it's, it basically talks about like God isn't hiding. God isn't someone trying to hide from us. And he's not, and for some reason I feel like people feel like he's like somewhere in the cut, hiding, like we're praying, and he's giggling, like, <laughs> he really think, oh, look, 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 they be praying about this, but don't ask, look, he think, look, watch this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> doing the thing. <laughs> like, he knows, like, he doing that, man. He's not. So since he's not, man, if some shortcomings are continually coming up, at some point we got to say, hold up, man. What is it that I'm missing? What is it that that I'm getting wrong? And search it out. And receive it when he show it. Because he go show it to you. He go show it to you. And receive it. And allow God to just minister you through that thing. But, yeah, until we just fully take this word and, and just say, man, it's, it is true. It's all of it. Not the stuff that we can relate to or, or feel like. Mm. I can go with that. Uh, I don't know about that. Nah, that, nah. Nah, bro. That's God. That's that's the God part of it because 
think about it. You don't want to serve anyone you can figure out. I mean, I don't want to serve a God that I can sit here with my natural mind and figure him out. Well, that just defeats the purpose right there. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I want to serve a, a God that I can't figure. Like, God, if you can't, if you can't tell me, well, I guess I don't need to know. That brings us back to what I was saying before I took my jacket off and stuff. <laughs> that brought us back around. Thank you all ago. So, choosing our source. Choosing our source, we're going to receive our information about us. That was the critical issue in the garden. They decided to get who they were from another source. God had them covered. They had them covered. It was taken care of. They decided that, hey, I can get a little bit more information if I go this route. Bad deal. That's where you mess up at. So now, Jesus got everything back. For those of us that received Jesus, we're now on the side to where we're in right standing with God. And basically, we're back in the Garden of Eden. I know we looked around. It doesn't look like it. But, hey, it's been a long time since the devil was able to you know, mess things up. But we're in line. We're good. And so we have to find out who we are. We don't know who we are, bro. Because we got born again, what changed? It was the inner man. We can't even see that guy. Who we really, who us is on the inside. That guy saved. Born again. Perfect. Straight up perfect. Perfect. Sinless. Like, oh, 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 oh bro. Because this is, I'm talking about your born again spirit. I'm not talking about your flesh. Disconnected. I'm talking about your spirit. Who you really are. God is not going to save you. Make you like him, but make you imperfect. That that doesn't make sense. So we're perfect. So we got to make this connection with, okay, who am I then? I need to get some information who I am. And in the process, process of getting the information, where do I get it from? You get it from the word. Christian issue right now is that we, we're finding so many different outlets to find out who we are. We run into every man. We run every book to, to, to all these uh, motivational speakers and all these things. Not knocking them. Amen. Not knocking them. I'm just saying, if you're spending more time in a book that some man wrote telling you who you are, you go get a man's reward. And a man's reward always has negative side effects. I'm just saying. Go look it up for yourself. Always got negative side effects. If you really want to find out who you are, why not go to the person that made you? Why not spend your time with the person that made you? You say, well, this person wrote this book and they're, they're a man, a woman of God. But why spend more time in that book than in the book that they got it from then? I'm just saying that why choose man's information over God's information. That's all I'm saying, bro. And that's the problem right now. So now people are out here basing themselves off of books that a man or a woman wrote. And, and it's just sad, man. Because 
God says, hey, you're a mighty man of valor. Hey, you're a mighty woman of valor. That book will say, you're a mighty woman of valor. You're a mighty man of valor. But, <laughs> but you're also this and that and all these negative things. And God never says that. Never, bruh. He always calls you what he sees you as. He go get, I mean, you, you talking about getting it was, was, with some guy straight coward, scared, thrashing wheat, it, in a wine pr- See, maybe you need to study that, how to thrash wheat, and then you'll probably understand how that story was so sad. Just how s- scared he was, how much of a coward he was. So I'm not even go. if you really want to know that, go go find out how you really thrash, thrash wheat back in those days and understand why him being in the wine press is pretty sad. Per coward. So you dad gonna write this angel show up, mighty man of valor. Who me? <laughs> Who me? I'm in the low, least tribe, least in my tribe. It, man, come on, mighty man of valor. Moses, I can't talk. This is this is like God sees like man. I'm looking at you through you, like your inner man. I'm not looking at your flesh because I'm not because God never expect us to do the work. He's not expecting me to do the work. He's not expecting you to do the work. We got to get that connection also. It's just a lot of connections, man. We're just we're just missing a lot of things, and, and and we should be seeking them. I pray that we are seeking them, because when we do, he shows them to us. But gosh, man, it's just, I would really like for us as a unit of Christians to seek God more than we seek man. If you can, because nowadays with all this technology, things are real easy with like these phones. You can take your phone and look at how much time you spend on your social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all this stuff. How much time you spend on your Google. Y- y'all know how I go. Mm-hmm. Then you can do do the math and how much time, you know, you spend watching TV, on the phone, texting, all these things. If that outweighs your time with God, you can make some adjustments. He said, well, Z, then you just want me to replace that. I mean, God wants to enjoy himself and things like that. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. Until you not make time for God, because that's the problem. We need to stop making time for God. Nobody makes time for work. I never heard anyone say, yeah. Just trying to make some time for work to go to work. No, no, you don't. You go to work. You make time for everything else. You know what I mean? Stop making time for God. That's number one. Make time for everything else. Center everything around that. Well, that's impossible. I got to go do this. I got to do that. If you do God, if you take care of God, God will take care of you. That goes back to that. If you holding the care of paying your bills, you holding the care. God can't help you with that because you holding on to that care. You holding the care about getting, oh, I got to get my promotion. You holding that care. You trying to do everything to get it. You holding your care to getting out of there. You holding your care to getting these kids in line. You holding your care to get this, this marriage in line. It ain't taking none to God. And God saying, until you give it to me, I can't do anything with it. Can't, man. You got to place over in God. And now you got to keep it there. And that's that's the challenging part. That's when you got to stand. And that's where the relationship with Christ just comes in at. But until you taste that, 
and you see, you're just never going to experience it. You're just going to hear a guy like me and just think I'm just, uh, what, what do people call him, radical. You're just going to say, that's just, you know, it's an ass. He's just radical. You know that dude, man. He, you know, uh, he's just a radical dude. And that's why I'm looking forward to this revelation that God been working with me on. Because it's going to it's gonna prove some things true. But, bro, yeah. I used to get, I remember, uh, I used to get disappointed. Like, people, uh, I didn't fit in. And people be like, man, he's radical. And. Is he, is he believing wrong? And now I've had these conversations with with people. Unfortunately, numerous of times, man. I'm talking about people that I even regard. You know, have conversations with me, pull me to the side, and talk to me, take me out. Man, I would say it's a good thing about being radical. You get you get some meals. <laughs> <laughs> you get some free meals, you know what I mean? People take you out. People would take me out to tell me that, man, you believing in God too much, homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get that meal. I, at first, look, Joe, at first I got offended. And I realized, man, you getting a free meal. You better take that get them calories. <laughs> so I go get milkshakes and everything. And yeah, you know, get, get dessert today. Yeah, let me go ahead and start with cheesecake. You get the dessert first, might as well. I know what this conversation is about. <laughs> You don't say that to look. They probably oh, they might be listening. They might be like, oh, yeah, I did you like that. I love you. And, you know, but hey, I ain't bad man. But if you are listening, you know that was we had that conversation. Did I bad mouth you? Did I come against you? No, I did not. I I sat there and listened, and and it was all good. I took the parts out of it that was a blessing, and you know the other, you know, it, hey. But even now today, so don't see me, and you know, and, and don't talk to me or anything. I still love you. We good. We been good. So we still, I'm just saying, I just thought about it, Joe. You know some of these people that took me out. And so uh, they, might, they might listen to this. Hey, <laughs> like, man, shoot, he told about me. Hey, look, I didn't say any names, and I'm not going to say your name when this podcast is over. And I didn't say it before. So only my wife knows. All right, only my wife. And she doesn't say anything either. Hey, man, all right. <laughs> but yeah, bro. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's just something else. But the only thing is, is that I get people and I love them. And the only reason I haven't just come up off of it is because of the results. Uh, if I wasn't getting any results with it, yeah, I, I would I would, I would, definitely take a hard left or right or something. Just because I'm just at that point in my life where it's just like I'm not going to sit here and constantly do something that's uh, keeping me in the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why. Yeah. That's why. And so because of that, I can do it with conviction and uh unapologetic i can do it convict with conviction and unapologetic bro but in love like i said i used to be harsh you know and try to uh, force things on people because it's like man no this is the truth like i'm man, this is good for you and people just weren't willing to receive it and and uh that's it that's it that's one of the conversations too someone helped me out with a, a, a conversation of someone took me out one time and uh it was actually a, a it was a real good blessing because it really opened my eyes up to see that it doesn't matter what you're saying, even if it is the, the truest thing in the world. If the person isn't receiving it, it just means nothing. And and God helped me out with that, uh, reminded me of myself. I remember how I was. I can man, I, I'm thinking about the people right now who told me incredible things. I just about life in general. Uh, Christ, uh, just 
growing up to be a man or be a son or brother. Just always, I mean, people just always pouring into my life. And I just remember just, it was, if they really knew how I was receiving it, I have a, no doubt in my mind, they would have kept it to themselves. Dude, I didn't, in a way. It was a waste of time. And so that's why I know what I'm saying here is that until you just ready to receive it, yeah, it's just a waste of time, man. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that just helped me out. So now it, it really took me from one place to now I was able to say, okay, this person isn't receiving it. Hey, let me pull back because I know what I'm saying is true. And if I offend them, if I keep on pushing, I'm going to offend them. And then they're just not going to ever want to talk to me. They're not going to want to be around me anymore. And I know that because it's like that with some people now. Uh, but then I learned that, hey, I can have a conversation and then I can see where they at. They push, look, I'm done with it. And now I say, I can pray about it and I can let my actions be a great example for them. And then they can be like, oh, wow, you know. And then it comes back around. I've had a, a couple of situations like that uh, to where it came back around and I was able to see, like, oh, praise God. Like, wow, that really, that really worked out. You know, but, yeah, you and that's why you even think about the disciples. They go into the town like Jesus tell them, hey, they receive you, you know, praises, a boat there. And if not, hey, knock the dust off, move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's just real, man. Mm-hmm. So that that is one conversation I had learned uh, from that particular day. And uh, and that helped. And that that was another day that, because I'm always, I'm always willing to, uh, I'm very teachable. Uh, some people might not know that I'm very teachable, bro. And that's why I have a, a a great uh, veteran team around me because I'm teachable, and once they uh, and they love it, it's, it's wise, 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 uh, wise older people. I don't like saying older man because I just because <laughs> we just live forever. I mean, think about that. We go live forever, so how can you be old? But uh, people that's been on this earth longer than me, those wise people that's been on this earth longer than me. Let me say that that way. Uh, they love pouring into me, and I receive it, bro. I'm very teachable because it's like, yeah, let me get that, you know. And I and I still even take what they say and I study it out and and they even tell me to. They don't just take my word for it. You need to go look it up and they give me scriptures. It's a beautiful friendship relationship. I, I love it. but uh, and it really helps me. So yeah, bro, learn that and that they may be something for you and someone else too. If that's something that God put on your heart and you know, and someone's not receiving it, pray for them. Fight that on your knees. Fight that on your knees because the more you press in on them, you're going to end up pushing them away. And you may be their only hope for Christ. Now, if it's just unhealthy, you know, if someone's just, this is like unhealthy. And I'm talking to like adults right now. You should know what that is. I'm not going to break that down. Move on. Move on. Move on. Family, friends, move on. It's not going to be worth it in the end. I know that from experience too, unfortunately. But other than that, man, be quick to listen. Notice how people are taking your words. Don't be so much to talk and not really uh, feeling the person out, how they're receiving it. Because I even I remember a scripture in the Bible that talks about, uh, I can't recall exactly who it was, uh, preaching at this time. Uh, it was It's in the book of Acts, though. Uh, and, but the the person that was preaching at this time was looking out, and he noticed a, a guy that was uh who hadn't walked 
since he was uh, a kid or young, or maybe it was birth. But he looked at him and perceived his faith. So he knew that this guy was receiving. He can see that, man, this guy's receiving what I'm preaching. So when he looked out to him, the Holy Spirit moved him and said, hey, man, get up. And that guy got up, leaping and jumping around. So that lets, I'm saying that because that lets me know that you can talk with people and share with people and, and notice how they're taking it. You can see, but you have to be able to uh, be in a position of not so caught up in, I'm so right, you got to receive what I'm saying because I know this is the truth. No, but in a position of just being very gentle. And the Spirit lets you know, man, they're not receiving this. So tone it back. You want to know what? You plant a seed. I got someone else lined up to water this. And you just move that on and, and let it go. And you that's a blessing to that person. But if you keep on going, that's going to push them back. Then now they're going to have that view of Christians. Man, forget that. And now someone coming in to water them who really... Could have watered that seed. The perfect person that could have connected with them, it's over with. They're not going to receive them because of you. The person someone try to come to them, yeah, I'm, let me just share something with you, man. Look, about the king. Oh, I want to hear that. They're done. Oh, I want to hear that. Ah. But if you would have been light and gentle, they probably would have been like, you know what? I kind of like this person's style. I'm going to hear what they got to say. And they might say the exact same thing you said. And they received it. That's what I said. <laughs> I, I know people have done me like that. Yeah. And I know I've sat back and thought to myself later on, be like, man, <laughs> I remember such and such told me that. No one told me that. Told me that when I was like 15. Well, I didn't get it, though. Then it's just, it wasn't for that person to, the, they planted the seed, though, but it wasn't for them to water, man. And, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's, it's just, uh, Man, I'm just rooting for Christians right now. I'm really rooting for us, man. I'm just rooting for us so much. Like, seriously, man. I'm just so rooting for us to just stop living, man, and, and start and start bringing this kingdom to this earth. Man, man, we the church, bro. The most powerful force on this planet. But, yeah, man, nothing. It's so weak, non-essential. I mean, think about it. <laughs> if we was in the church doing what God said we should be doing in the church. Healing. Praying prayers that uh, in line with God's word that he will answer with a yes and amen 100% of the time. No one can call us unessential. Man, the world would have went in turmoil and everybody would have ran to the church. I know a place where you can get healed. But instead they say, hey, Shut that down. We don't got time for this plan anymore. Look, y'all come back and play church some other time. This is real. I'm talking about the pandemic now. We don't mm-hmm. got time for y'all to be coming up in there playing with these 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 kid school rhymes, getting each other sick and coming back out here and passing around us because you want to go in there and, and play some church. We don't got time for that. This is real. This pandemic is real. Sit yourself at home. And when this gets better, we'll let you go back to continue on, play church like you've been doing. But right now, this is serious. What you're doing, we don't got time for that. That is non-essential. That's non-essential what you're doing. But then people give me, oh, they, they ain't shut Walmart down. They essential. Shut them down. Stuff is, this is going to be a problem. That's essential. Tyson is essential. I eat chicken. Shut the chicken place down now. Come on, man. That's essential, bro. Shut Amazon down. How you going to get your stuff? That's essential, man. People, I can't believe. Yeah, I, I believe it. 
a lot. And so that was a very smart thing to do. Now, if the church was walking in line with what God said we should be walking in line, there's no way they would have did that. They would have ran to the church. Well, I know some people that seem to have no health issues. Maybe this is a time to call them to the front forefront. You look back in the scriptures, that's what they've been doing. That's a dude that knows some dreams, man. Like, call him up when he got him up out of jail. Like, go get him. That's a dude wise, you know. She would go get him, man. Go get him. Joseph, man, would let him, man, let him run this then so we can get up out of this famine. People ain't even calling the, the church for that. So I'm going to sit down and shut up. And then what the church do? Take it. Because why? The church don't believe it. They're talking about the power. You start talking just like now, I guarantee you someone's getting offended. I apologize, Joel. You probably lost some people now. There's not a lot of people to lose yet. Man. That's so good. Man, well, 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 <laughs> well, you just lost. You lost some and you just gained a lot. Because I guarantee you just go get out. I'm telling you right now, just go get out. Because this is what people want to hear. This is the truth. Because they can't preach this in the pulpit because it runs people out of the church. Because you're calling people out. You're making people now look at themselves in the mirror. People don't want to hear that, bro. What I'm saying is going on is what Christians are doing that hurts their feelings. And I know because I was that Christian, man. But I'm saying this because maybe somebody will hear this by themselves and not feel that way. And maybe say, you know what? Maybe he owns something. Let, let me rethink what's going on in my life. Huh. You know what? Maybe there was some truth to that. If we can get people to that point, you know, some change can happen. But until then, man, it's just going to always just be uh, salvation and no power, which I'm a fan of salvation because without salvation, you can't even get the power anyway. But it's salvation and then power comes with that. Power to do what? Go read it. Go read it. Because that's another problem. Ain't nobody reading the book. Nobody reading the book. I mean, people can break down a a, 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 a book to me about a self-help book. They can break that book down to me, Joel, from cover to cover, bro. I mean, know it and believe in it. You ask them, do you spend that kind of time in your Bible? You just lost a friend. You go offend the heck out of them. Go offend the heck out of them. Do you spend that much time in your in your word? They're going to be upset, bro. I haven't done anyone like that because I'm smarter than that. Because I know you're going to lose a friend. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't. <laughs> that's why I don't, bro. But it's the truth, though, man. It's the truth, man. It's just people know how to, you know, you ask. <laughs> I tell you, a real funny one. People are like, I just don't understand the word. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's confusing. But the thing is, Joel, is that people know how to dig and search and search and dig to find out that that actress baby's name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Before anyone. <laughs> uh-huh. It's Pamela. You're wrong. It's Pamela. The baby's name is Pamela. And they be right, too. They ain't even drop it yet. They ain't even drop the name yet. How you find that out, man? They went and searched it out and found it, bro. Meditated on that and got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got that revelation 
and be legit with it, be but conviction we will argue you down about what that baby name is. Won't spend five minutes to find a description. <laughs> For real, bro. I'm just saying, man. I know, I know, I know. It's cussing people deep, man. I know it, man. We need this, man. Cause, man, just think about that. You spend that same amount of time in your word, like you do scrolling, you know, scrolling on pictures. Just flip through the pages of the Bible, then. How many things you flip through pages? You flip through on your Instagram or your Facebook. Go flip that many pages in the Bible. How many times you stop to read? You read that many times. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> For real, too. Hey, straight up, bro. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Man, okay. You go ahead and keep being tired. And as soon as something comes up you want to do, it's all good. It's all good, man. I'm just saying. We sure uh, we sure know how to make, make time for things we like. Money short. Can't tire. Show know how to spend money on things we like. You know what I mean? Show know how to buy that buy that $12 coffee every day. Can't put money in a bucket. You know? It's just real, bro. Man. I know. It hurt. I've been there. It hurt. Yeah, man. Yeah, so until people check themselves, bro, it's going to stay the same. That's just how mm -hmm. it is, Joe. It's going to stay the same until people check themselves. And that's just how it is, man. Some people comfortable where they're at, and if that's you, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. So if someone is out there really feeling like, to the people that read their word, and they think to themselves, man, it got to be something to that. Man, he said, I can do the same miracles, miracle signs and wonders as him and even greater because he's gone to the Father. To that person who reads that and say, hold up. Hold up. So if God cannot lie, that means that's true. No one preaches about that. Why? Because that's going to lose butts in the seat. Because to get that manifestation in your life, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some work from the actual Christian. Not the preacher. Not the deacon them or the ushers or the choir. That's going to take personal work from you. And then like just like people talk about their work, you get in there, James, work, 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 work. He's talking about spiritual work because it's... It's so easy to get out there and do physical work. That's not the problem. You say, well, now some people are lazy. That's not the problem. The physical work isn't the problem. It's the spiritual work. That's what he's talking about. If you really got faith in that, how do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God. So how can you show your faith by your works and you don't have none because you ain't getting in the word? What works are you doing then? You don't have any faith, bro. Yeah, you know I don't got faith. You don't get in your word. So what work are you doing? Because you don't have any faith. Because you never read your word. So what faith are you using right now? And then you wonder why nothing ever comes to pass in your life. But no one goes to the bank when they know they haven't put money in there. Because they know it's nothing to draw out. Well, I work for the bank, and that's not actually true. But oh, my but goodness. People that's, go, a, that's the wrong analogy. Check this out. Check Hey, no, we're going to run off of that. <laughs> so you need to say, Joe, Joe, so people come up to the bank. Come in, let me get, uh, let me get 500 out. Uh, sir, uh, uh, you, don't, you don't have any. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> try to whisper it a little bit for him. Uh, sir, you don't, uh, you don't have anything in the bank. 
I have to. You serious? You know. Well, you want you want to know what, Joe? <laughs> Thank you for saying that. No, we do do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's exactly what we do. Excuse me, I was wrong. Thank you, Joe. Shout out to the guy that works in the bank, just checking me on that. No, that is the best. I just thought, no, that's what I was doing. Now that is what we do. We ain't put none up in this thing. Go clean up to in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, we got praise. Now, we can praise then. When you want something, you show them how to praise. And, Take out Jesus! And, man, you get up in there shedding tears. And, God, I'm just, Lord, I'm just trying to set me up. I'm just believing. And, boy, oh, boy, yeah, don't got ain't drawing nothing out of the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excuse me. I'm never using that example again. Disregard that last example. That is not correct. We actually do the opposite. Nothing in the bank, and we go clean up there to get it out. I, now, when I think about it, I have been to the bank uh, several times in my life to get something out the ATM, uh, and nothing was in there. And I'm saying to myself, "Dang, shit, I didn't do it." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, but yeah, that's just one of them things, man. It's like, well, you don't want to get into that, you know. I I, I feel people. You get to talking like this, and, and, and immediately, you know, people kind of feel like, you know, I don't want to get legalistic with it and things like that, you know, and I get that, but you have to start somewhere. I'm not saying start legalistically now, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying start with the... with the Practical thing. things. Yes. Do something. Exactly. Practice. Yeah. Practice what's said, test it, see if it works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even on that, you don't have to go... Keep some, have some private victories too. That's something that, that God hit me out with and told me like before you go. It, Holy Spirit hit me out one day. He said before you go public, you need to get some private victories. I was trying to go public too much, and I didn't have any. I didn't have any faith for what I was believing in. Like I knew it was possible, but I didn't have any faith to bring that to pass. It's like. No, bro, you need to get some word on that thing. You need to build up some faith on that thing so faith can go get there and bring it to pass for you. And so having so those private victories, it helps us because it allows us to get with God on something and, and, and build up an intimate relationship. Not to get what you're believing for, but just to learn who he is so you can get to the point that you really end up switching over from the get something from God till you switch over to it just comes with the relationship period when we get to that point that's when we shine when we can get to the point where like oh it just comes with the relationship just like you have some you go get a, a, a chicken dinner meal at some places biscuits come with it you don't have to ask for the biscuits it just comes with the meal because you get the chicken the biscuit comes. You don't got to ask for it. And so if you don't get your biscuit, you're going to, with boldness, go before the counter and say, hey, you left my biscuits out. Even if it's a line, you're going to go in front of everybody. <laughs> excuse, excuse me. Hey, uh, uh, yeah, got my biscuits. You know what I'm Because you know those biscuits are mine. And it's the same, <laughs> it's the same way with the word, man. We got we to gotta know what's rightfully ours, man. We have rights. Once we step into the kingdom, we have rights. We have two kingdoms. We got the kingdom of this earth and we got the kingdom of heaven. Once you get saved, you have the option to now 
live in the kingdom of God. You say, well, why is it an option? Because everyone doesn't make that transformation. Some people just still live in the earthly system. And one of those things, I'm going back to it again. So, you know, don't, don't, don't panic. I'm going back to it. Tithing and offering. That's, that's a kingdom a kingdom thing. And so it's, it sounds foolish in the world to take something that you work for and give it and believe that that's going to produce for you provision. That's going to produce for you protection over your family. That's going to produce for you protection over your land. That's going to produce for you uh, windows of heaven blessings poured out over your life. Man, that sounds ridiculous. Where you have to participate in it. It's just some things God set up you got to participate in. This is the kingdom of heaven. This is the way he ordained it in the kingdom of heaven. Just like in the kingdom of his earth, there's some things ordained. You work and guess what? You pay taxes. You get taxed. The difference is, is that the government, make you, they take theirs. And they say, well, you can, you can fill out the, the W-2, whatever, this way so you get all your money. But guess what? You go owe that in the end. And, eh, well, you don't have to pay it. Okay, true. They coming for you. They go get you. Or they go get their money eventually. Because they want their tax. They want their money. Because that's the way the kingdom of this earth is set up. But when we step over in, in God's kingdom, we have to learn kingdom ways. That's why it's important that we first seek the kingdom of God. Because now we say, I need to know what's my kingdom now. I know the kingdom of this. Of this. I know the kingdom of America. I know the the I understand the rules, I understand the ordinances we have out here. I you know I I get you know just the way people just move the different cultures in America. I'm very familiar with this kingdom. I wasn't familiar with the kingdom of heaven, and I'm still learning every day because I'm seeking this kingdom to find out. Oh, and the more you seek the kingdom, you find out that oh, hold up, I don't gotta be sick. Well, the doctor said you got this. I, I don't care what the doctor said. Well, Z, if the doctor tell you you got cancer and that you got to do chemo, you won't take it? Whoa. Doctor go in and say that. You want to know what I tell the doctor? I'll be like, well, I'll rebuke that in Jesus' name. But, Doc, I will say this. You go witness a miracle. What I need to do, Doc? What medicine I need? Give me the medicine when I need to come back. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to go home and I'm going to believe that God is going to work a miracle through that. So that doc and everyone else involved in the situation can see his glory. Boom. And I'm going to come out of that thing totally good, totally healed. You can't say that. Yes, I can. I have no fear. I don't, I don't get why I will be afraid of that because I got Jesus. Man, that's pretty, that's pretty proud what you said there, Z. Not as pretty humble. Pride, people got pride. It's, it's, you got pride, you got earthly pride, and you got kingdom pride. When God looks at pride, he isn't looking at pride because you, um, I'm so I got something and like, yeah, look at me. Like, yeah, on the earthly side, okay, prideful. Pride to God is doing anything outside of his word. Like, that's so prideful of you. Like, To be, and I'm trying to get a, get an example here. To be, well, we just so we just talking about sickness here. So, so boom, you sick, bro. And then I'm in my word, and someone was a share. Well, let me talk to you, Zanez. Let me show you something. So they they walk me through the healing scriptures, and they say, you know, <clears throat> show me how to 
pray those scriptures over my life and how to meditate those scriptures and how to confess those scriptures over my life, how to stand on them. They break all these things down. They still encourage me, hey, as you're working on and building up your faith, hey, you need to take the medicine the doctor told you, bro, and you need to go. If they told you to be there for this surgery, you need to go. But believe and know that Jesus is the healer. And then you say, man, nah, man, the doctor said that it's this and that, and so that's just the way it is. How prideful of you. That's pride for you to sit up there and say that, nah, I'm going to do it my way. Because that's not going to work. God's way isn't going to work on this one. Because man said this instead. That's very prideful. Humbling yourself is to just believe God. That's a humbling situation. When everything goes against that. And you humble yourself to the point that you're obedient. And that I am healed. I am healthy. And now taking that, regardless of what it looked like, regardless of what it said, you go come out on top every single time. Well, I know somebody that was a super believer, and it didn't work like that for them. You don't know them. And this is the part that is hard for people because you don't know people's private life. Only God knows the spirit of a man. And, and people got to understand that because it's too many times people are basing their prayers being answered off of what someone else got or didn't get. Just because someone else got something and died for it, from it, got got some, got fired or didn't work out this way or work out that way, you can't look at their life and, and take that as yours. You need to look at what the word says about it. You do not know people like that. Let's get that clear. Because it's so easy, well, let's know this person, and I just know, man, I can believe they have. So if it happened to them, and I know they just pray, and they really believe in God, you don't know that person. You don't know. You just don't. I'm not saying anything against them. We need to stop looking. Once again, stop looking to man for your answers. Stop looking to man for answers. Look to God. If you, if you see something in a man that don't line up with the word, who you going to go with? With them or with God? It was at Romans uh, 3, 3, 3. Romans 3 and 3 or 3 and 4 is one of them. Or maybe it's Romans 3 and three and 4. But it talks about, hey, if, if some did not believe in the faith of God, you know, does that just make it just of no effect? You know, God forbid. Let man be a liar and God be true. Let God be true and man a liar. Meaning... If you don't believe something that the words say, well, that don't make it not true. Well, it may not work for you. God never said, according to his faith, you are healed. God not going to ever come to me and say, Zanaeus, you really believe and you've been standing on this. I would like to do it for you, but uh, Brother Travis, you know, he don't, he don't believe this, so... Unless you can convince him that I can do this, then I can do it for you. Come on, man. That's why he didn't do that. Because everyone isn't going to believe, man. Everyone just isn't going to receive it like that. Man, it's important that you don't come down hard on people for not. I'm just doing this now. I'm hoping I'm just sparking something up in someone that they can just take this and hear this and just say, you know what? I'm going to dig a little deeper. You know, but outside of that, man, hey, you, you should welcome in someone nudging you and pushing you to greatness and telling you that the situation you're in right now 
It's from God. I'm talking about it's you in some turmoil. And sitting there saying, this is from God. I can't find it in the Bible. I can't find anywhere in the Bible where God just puts stuff on people. And I know people go to me, well, Joe, read it again. I'm not going to break all that down. God didn't put that on him. And I'm not going to go through all of that. But study it out some more. And you say, well, my pastor told me, well, your pastor wrong. God didn't put that on him. And he never will. That's not, if, if that's the case, we're doomed. We're doomed. If that's the case that God would go around here and put evil on us to teach us something good, we're doomed. We're doomed. We're doomed, bro. It's no hope now. It's no hope. It's no reason for me to, to live anymore, bro. If that's the truth, you mean to tell me that at any given time God can just decide that I'm going to throw this evil on you so you can learn something? Because I'm so God. I'm so powerful. I got so many ways to teach you something. But the only way I can teach you now is to put this evil on you. So you can learn the God of the universe, the God of gods, the God of gods created everything. Can't figure out no other way to get a point across to me but to kill my kid, but to give me cancer, but to, to take someone in my life suddenly. You got to be out your Come on, man. We selling for that now? This is what I'm talking about. The church has become non-essential. That's what I'm talking about. Won't even put up a fight anymore. For those of you out there, I'm asking you, please, in Jesus' name, stop giving my Jesus credit for the devil's business. Seriously. That's the problem. Devil doing stuff, they're giving, they're talking about God. Well, he just teaching me something. Ain't something. No, he ain't. That's the devil trying to kill you. You better open your eyes up. He don't do that, man. He don't do that. Just like that. Like, so you probably lost a couple more hearers, but you just gained about a 300 more, bro. But this is going to be listened to by thousands, homie. This is what people want to hear, Joe. True. I hope so. True. Oh, no, it's true. They want to hear it, bro. Everybody. I know that because I was there. And when I finally got the truth, something on the inside woke up. You know people don't have some truth going on in them. It's like I said, whenever I can go to church and people came and stand up and praise God, I know they don't got some truth in them. They missing something. There's no way you can have a chance to worship and praise God in the assembly and you don't. Not in the assembly. You come to church to do that. Well, this person, this is their first time at church. I'm not talking about them. God is going to deal with them accordingly. I'm talking about people that claim they're Christian. I'm talking to Christians right now because right now, Christians are the biggest problem. Non-believers don't want it because of what they're looking at Christians on. No light. We are the light. Well, when they look and it's looking just as dim and grim over there, well, I might as well stay over here. Oh, they just might look over and it's just as dark over there. Well, I might as well stay over here. At least I know where the furniture is in my dark house. You feel me? So people stay in the darkness of where they at. Because I'd rather be, if I had the, if all the power went out here in Northwest Arkansas, I'd rather be in my house. I know where everything's at. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I don't want to go to your house. And that's what's happening. You got Christians, they got the light, but they so covered by the worldly mud that they're just 
they ain't shining through. So they just look just as dark. So somebody look over there and it's like, oh, I'm good. Well, it's dark over there. I ain't trying to go over there. You know? I mean, shoot, if, if you was the... My mom asked me this a long time ago about uh, dealing with a uh, mess in your life. And she was telling me, like, well, you need to deal with your, deal with your mess, deal with your trash. I was a young guy back in the day. I, think I was probably, like, 13 or something, 13, 14. I was a young guy. My mom was just telling me about, you know, dealing with, dealing with my trash in my life. I was like, you know, just, yeah, just kind of brushing it off. Okay, yeah, just let moms talk and she'll eventually be done. But she said something that, that helped me. She had said, <laughs> "Who trash? if you was to lose some money in the trash can, would you rather go through your trash and get that money out or someone else's trash? And she left it alone. But that made me think, though. Like, yeah, of course, I would rather go through my own trash. I, but you, even if you was to go in your trash for something, you drop something, ah, shoot. Yeah, you go through it still, like, ah, but you get it out. Someone else's trash, though? It's like, ooh, you know, dang, it's, ah, man, I don't know them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know my family, although it may be some gross stuff in there, but at least I know where it came from. And that's how people feel, too. It's like, why would I come over there? It looked pretty messy on that side, too. It looked pretty junky over there. At least I know my mess. I'm going to stick with mine and just try to work it out over here. And, and I'm telling you, Christians look like uh, the lottery people. They know how to pick the numbers. I don't know if you ever met one of those people. <laughs> they know how to pick them numbers, bro. They know the you know the every fifth number you take it back and add the second to get a to get a three. But if you get four, you got to times it by seventeen and subtract. The, you know they know all this. Never won a lottery in their life, and so of course it's like pff, blow them off. Same thing with Christians, bro. It's talk this big game to the people in the world. Where where is the proof? Where is the proof? And for some reason, we expect people to receive Jesus off just a just something we say. When have when the last time you convinced someone? So I ain't talking about Jesus. I'm just talking about just convincing them of something. Just that that's a challenge in in itself. Just convincing someone of something. Now you want to tell someone try to convince someone of Jesus? We talked about that. An hour or so ago, it's a pretty crazy story. But now you got to convince someone that that's real. And that it's so real that you need to give your life up to this and bow and be bow. All this. You go tell somebody and you go get dipped in water. <laughs> These are things we're telling people they need to believe in and receive. But we're coming to them with no proof. No proof whatsoever. And you see... In the word in the scriptures, he gave them power to do things. Why? Because it was something that always came. The word was preached, and then after the word, proof. It was the same same thing every time. Same thing every time. You talk to people about miracles and stuff now, man. You once again, you go get that. Ooh, you may not hear a little out there. Hear a little out there. I don't know about that. I guarantee people probably look at you, Joe, like, man, you didn't believe all that stuff that dude was saying, man. Like, for real, dude, I can't believe you sat there that long and listened to all that. Because people just ain't going to want to receive. I'm telling you, bro. But it's the same people that have been in the same position for the last 10 years who don't want to hear it. 
thing is, is that my life is changing now, Joe. Because mm. I was stuck in the muck, bro. For year after year after year after year going nowhere. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse going nowhere. Well, outside looking in, I may be in the muck. But I'm not. I am not, bro. I'm free as I can be, man. Free as I can be each day, man. Blessings on blessings, man. This is a blessing right here. This is a blessing. Because there's no way I would have ever had an opportunity right now to do this. Hmm. Somebody, somebody, somebody needs this. Somebody needs this, Joel. It may just be you. But somebody needed this. And now they got it. And they blessed. Amen. So, uh, waking up, when we go do it, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? But I do know this, bro. Let's stop complaining. Let's all, let's all agree to stop complaining about stuff and and stop acting like, you know, we need to change something. And we, and we not. It, look, look, if you go change, just change. You don't, you, look, just do it. You don't got to bring everybody in on it. Just, just, because this is the thing about changing. We know. I'm so, adults, we adults. Uh-huh. We know. Yeah. Now, the kid, yeah, you need to help that kid, guide that kid in the way that they, that they should go. I'm talking to the adults now. You know. You don't need to go ask brother them what's up. Like, what do you think about it? What did you think I need to change? Once again, go ask God. He'll tell you exactly what you need to change. And most likely, you already know. And that's why people like to ask other people. Because they already know. They just kind of hoping that, you know, they say something else. Hey, you're fine. <laughs> Come on. I love you. are a great person. <laughs> I want to be friends with you if you weren't. I want to be friends with you if you weren't. Like, you're awesome. Like, because they don't want to tell you nothing like that because they're concerned that it may be your turn next. And they don't want you to say nothing about them. Yeah, and just to let you know. You know, lately I've been noticing, like, oh, shoot, hold up now. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want that. I was just doing that for you. That's true, man. I'm telling you, bro. But yeah, this journey is fun. Journey is fun, Joel. Mm. It's super fun, man. It's just super fun. You know, and so, yeah, until you get to that point to where it's just enjoyable, to where you just, man, to just being in the presence of God, man. It's like, man, mm, just, so, <laughs> just so much fun, bro. <laughs> Shoot, man, just going to bed and waking up. Like, when the last time you woke up and looked at your clock, like, is it time to get up so I can go pray? Ah, okay, okay, I guess that time yet. And then you just hard for you to go back to sleep, so I'm just get up and go pray. You know what I'm saying? Like, when the last time that happened to you? I I wasn't like that. I am now. But it took took work, bro. Hmm. It took work. It took work. I had to work to do that because we can get up tired and go to work earthly work but we can't get up and go to spiritual work but what's more important in your life what's more important in your life what's more important in your life so many hours because I was this person wake up roll over grab their phone immediately you know, I, was a, I was an email guy Go to emails. I had uh, one set up for a particular reason, and uh, and so I had to check it. But I didn't put it this way. I didn't have to, but I did. Yeah, dude. I had had a job before. I had uh, my wife was always laughing because I wasn't a phone guy. I didn't have a phone or anything. I, I finally I got a phone 
for my so my wife can uh, connect with me, call me up, and things like that. Cause I just always felt like, man, what, what you need things like that for? I mean, you know, I got phones one now when I was a kid, and I always got around quite fine, you know. But uh, <laughs> I ended up being in a position I ended up having like three phones, you know what I mean? It was just the weirdest thing, bro. And I just thought to myself, just like, man, this is crazy. Like, why do I have all these phones? And but they was for different reasons. I need them and it's for work, you know. But it's like, man, I wake up and I grab that phone, check an email there, grab the other one and check a check there, and, you know. And this is like the first thing I do. Maybe get in the room, maybe not. Give a shout out to God, you know, glory to God. Read the verse of the day. I mean, I got it in. I'm a good Christian. I got it in. Take that, devil, man, and go live a whole day. And one of your wonder why you getting tossed around by the devil. You ain't you don't got no armor on. Didn't even get dressed this morning. Getting in your word is getting dressed in the morning. Let me say that again. If you really believe in the scripture, when God tells you the armor up, put that helmet on, get that shield, that sword, scrap up that belt, all these girls. If you really believe that, you would get up in the morning time and put your spiritual clothes on. So many people going out spiritually naked. And the demon's just laughing at them. Look at the get them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they just watch it like got them, got them. Like you said, the uh, devil he like a lion, like a lion, seeing who he can devour. When you like you watch those little uh, safari stuff, you know you see lions, bro. <laughs> if you notice something about lions, they sit. You will see it be like. Thousands of zebras out there. I say zebra too. Guy, African guy told me. He said, uh, "Why Americans say zebra, man? Said, you know, huh? Zebra. We think we think Americans are funny because they say zebra. It's the dumbest thing. So it was very. I was like, oh, that's real. I said, well, I'll say zebra then. Where, where was this guy from? <laughs> it's from uh, it's from Africa. From uh, let me ask my wife. She know where he's from. Uh. <laughs> He's an African guy. He, he's been there. He grew up, born, raised. Uh, deal. I don't. I need to ask my wife for this. It's from Africa, though. But uh, but yeah. So you got all these animals, wildebeest, whatever. But if you notice, we watch the uh, stuff. But uh, they just chill, bro. They just sit there. They be yarning, you know, knocking a fly off here and there. And when you look out and you be thinking to yourself, hold up, man. Don't these animals just see the lion sitting there? They be like a whole party, be chilling. And then the animals just walking around, eating, like, it ain't nothing. Like, But what they doing, though, that line is sitting there looking at each and every animal, seeing who he can devour. Well, she can devour. Use the line to do the hunting. But seeing. Look at that one. No. Mm-mm. Strong. Oh, hold up. That one just get a limp? Well, wash you, wash you. Are they good? Okay. Like a newborn there. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, got them. And then they, they looking at each one. And then after they find one, they might watch that for two days. You know what I mean? And then finally, when it's time, the next day, there's no lines out there. But it's one walking around. Where did everybody else go? They're gone. Oh, they there. Everybody got their post. And now that one is walking around. Casually, heading in the direction. They already got a plan. 
come this direction, shoot them out here, we go get them. And it's great, and it's a beautiful thing to watch lions do that. But I say that because devil does that too. That's what the word is saying, I believe. But sit there and just watch. So that devil sit there and watch you get up every morning spiritually naked. Ain't even pray nothing. <laughs> oh, you come up, get that, get that five-minute devotion, you know what I mean? Put your shoes on, get to your belt, left your shield and your sword type of deal. I'm just saying, yeah, y'all, we, we need to give a little bit more than five minutes to the Lord. Amen. So we do that, and the devil's seeing that. Man, okay. Mm-hmm. So they start pulling up a plot. Mm-hmm. Get them demons. Yeah, you go over there. Mm-hmm. Start setting up the demons now. Mm-hmm. You go, mm-hmm. Now they set up, and all of a sudden, bow. Because those lines, they do it like that because it takes so much energy to run some down and kill it that if they do that and fail, now they're risking death because they just asserted everything. And now they got to do that again? Ooh. So when they do it, it, it has to work. It has to work, man. And a lot of times it does for them. But unfortunately, it's the same way like they're in the spiritual realm. A lot of times it does, man, because he sits there and watches and waits and sets up his demons and then, bow. And then we just think it just came out of nowhere. But no, it didn't. It didn't come out of nowhere. And if you don't believe in the devil and demons, that's probably your problem right there, too. And that's something else. People don't believe in devils and demons and stuff. Then, oh, boy, you talking about demons and stuff. Like, God, come on, y'all. Like, stuff is real. It's real. It's a warfare. It's a war going on out here, man. It's a straight-up war. And if you think you're just walking through this place, that's a problem. That's a huge one. So it's just so much going on in our life that I just pray that we take the initiative for ourselves personally and say, man, I'm going to seek something out that I'm missing so I can grow. How long you going to stay in the same situation you in? You know what I mean? Mm. But I'm just saying, if you're in a situation, if you feel like, man, my life is perfect, I don't understand, well, okay, cool, I'm not talking to you, hallelujah. But for those of you who know you need a change or breakthrough, something, how long are you going to stay in that position? You know, and I'm not saying that in the way of who you think you are. No, I'm saying that in the way of at some point we got to get bold and go before the throne of God. We are his children. Go before God boldly and get what's rightfully yours. Man, who do you think you are? The son of God. That's who I think I am. That's who I know I am because he said that. They was ready to kill Jesus. For, I mean, what they also they did kill him for that because he said he was the son of God because in their minds, like, once you do that, you're now putting yourself with God. You're now, because back then they looked at it as like, you call yourself a son of God, you're calling yourself a God. Why? Because I have a child. The child is like me. This child isn't going to come out and be a dog. The child is going to come out and be like me. That's my father. And somebody get mad at my Who do you think you are, human? You know what I'm saying? It's like so people looking at God, who you think you are? So you making your so you saying you God? 
and he even letting them know, whoa, 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 hold up, man, didn't, didn't God say, yeah, gods, like, God said that, what y'all, so y'all gonna stone me for that, you know, he had to get up out of there, they tried to get, tried to, they tried to murk him that day, man, they tried to wipe Jesus out that day for that, but yeah, he talked about that in, in Psalms, about how we are gods, and Jesus even backed that scripture up from Psalms, that we are, but yet, people can see something like that and say, oh man, who do you think you are? I'm talking about lowercase g, y'all. I'm not talking about capital G. I'm not talking about where Satan messed up at. I'm talking about lowercase g. You a child of God. Okay? You're his child. That makes you like him. You're a lowercase. Now go to him and find out what your abilities are, who you are, what your rights are on this earth. Because we're ambassadors now. We're immediately ambassadors of Christ. Now, go look up ambassador. You know, I'm not really sure what the job of an ambassador is. Well, just go Google ambassador. Do a little search on ambassador. Learn what an ambassador does. Like, even if you feel like I know what an ambassador does, go look, go dig into it some more. Go, go, go do a little research on ambassadors, their jobs, their duties, because that's Jesus said we are. We're ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Okay, then. That means a lot. Because I know this, anyone that's an ambassador from here, from America, when they go over to a place, whatever their land is, that's now American soil. I don't give a care where they are. They go put that, put that wall up, gate or whatever they do. Inside Everything that's inside is considered American soil. And any act of violence towards that place is an act of war they're ambassadors of America who takes care of them the commonwealth America takes care of them so even if they was to go somewhere where it's impoverished and it's just it sucks inside those walls those gates those people those Amer those ambassadors are going to be living like Americans like they are over here they're going to be living good they're going to be eating good they're going to uh be comfortable they're going to be fine they're, regardless of what's going on outside of the gate poverty famine doesn't they're going to be good inside of their gate and they take care of their people ambassadors man ambassadors we are ambassadors bro in order to do that you got to get marching orders from Jesus. But how else can you get that if, unless you connect it with him? So I know that a five-minute meeting every morning isn't going to get that. It just isn't. If we add five minutes, glory to God, we should aspire to be at ten minutes after three weeks or something. You know, Let's scoop that up to like 20. Let's bump it up to 30. Let's bump that up to an hour. Let's bump it up to two. Let's bump it up to three. Let's bump it up to four. And then you start saying that, and people immediately start going, man, you can't do that. That's also, also, I got a life. You know, how can I do that? You'll be surprised how God will open up your schedule for you to get with him immensely. But until you try that, you will never know. It's very easy to say, well, that's not possible. You're being holy roly. You're being overly righteous. Well, you won't know until you taste it. Got to taste and see, man. 
got to taste and see. Taste and see. And stop listening to people that it didn't work for them. That's on them. Look, you got to stop listening to people that want to tell you why it won't work for you. That's a that's a sign right there to let them go. People want to spend their time convincing you that what you believe in ain't going to come to pass. I'm telling you, you believing in something good, you believing in something righteous, you believing in something that lines up with the word of God, and someone want to spend their time trying to convince you that God not going to do it, you need to check that. You need, to, you need to watch them friendships right there. For real. And that's why I say about the private victories, it's like sometimes it's best to keep stuff to yourself. For real. It's best just to keep stuff to yourself and just allow God to work that thing. And then, you know, God will always give you people in your circle, in your group that you can always uh, share with that, that, uh, that believe with you and things like that. I just know that for sure, for a fact. But just I always just run after this, man, look, everyone not going to believe. Like, everyone not going to believe your dream. Everyone's not going to believe a revelation that God gave you. So don't stop trying to seek people for confirmation. You know, I'm never going to check with a man about what God told me. I'm not doing that. Once I know I got it from God, that's it. I don't, I'm not checking with you. I'm not checking with anyone. I don't give a crap what you got to say. Good for you. Congratulations for your voice being spoken. But I ain't hear a thing because I know what God said. And we got to get to that point to where we weigh God's word more than man. And people say, well, I don't know if I heard God. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Spend time with him. If you're not sure you're hearing the voice of God, it's because you don't spend time with him. You don't spend time with him. That's just all that is. We spend time together, bro. You're going to notice my voice in the crowd. And those are the type of things we all know, too. Especially people that's parents. They, they definitely can uh, relate to this, uh, test to this more than anyone with your kids. And you know your kid voice. In a room full of screaming kids. You hear a dad, you know, mom. You know it. You're like, dad, dad. All these kids sound dad. But you hear that one dad and you turn around. You know, I mean, you know. You know, bro. But that comes from relationship. That comes from being around one another. Uh, my kids know me not because they spend time with me always asking for something. They know me because they just spend time with me. We spend more time just there with one another. You know, just kind of laying up under one another. Just hanging out. Man, she getting to know me. She knows how dad moves and my kids know how dad sound. My kids can hear my voice a certain way and know what how I'm feeling. You know, they they know when I'm joking. I can say something one way, and they laugh and know I'm joking. I can say the exact same thing another way, and they know I'm serious because they've spent time with me. Like my kids know me. My wife knows me, man. My wife knows who I am. She knows my voice. She knows my way. She knows my footsteps, bro. She knows the difference between hearing me walking between someone else. And, I, and the same thing with her, I do. And the same thing with my kids. And people can attest to that, too. They, You know, you hear your kids' <laughs> footsteps, especially for anyone that has steps in their house. Mm -hmm. They really know what I'm talking about. It's just something about, you know, the pitter-patter. Oh, that's, that's my youngest up. That's the middle. You just know, bro. And it's the weirdest thing because you're always together, man. You're always together. And that's what God wants that. He just wants a relationship. Like, just come and be with me. And you can't get that in five minutes. You can't get that in 30 minutes, bro. And the reason why we can't get to that point is because no one stays there long enough to get there. 
And that's just that on that, man. And so that's my prayer always is that people just seek the word, Joe. They just seek the word because until people do, well, you know, it's just gonna be it's just gonna always be that excuse. That's it. People just gonna always find out an excuse. Because that's really what it is when it boils down. It's an excuse, bro. Why it didn't work for them. It's an excuse. It's an excuse and people just wanna step out there. That's it. I wanna step out there. The first thing, you know, Adam and Eve, what would that man do? What the lady do? She blames someone else. And what the guy do? Blame somebody else. Excuses, man. Excuses. Just that on that. It, that's just what it's been and it's what it still is today. Everybody constantly looking at God, telling him he did something wrong. I mean, think about it. It's still going on today. The first thing after God told, gave him, gave him uh, an ordinance, gave him a commandment about something, and it, it was violated. The first thing that was done was the man blamed God. First thing, first, first thing the man did blame God. That woman you gave me, hold up, bro. First thing, that, and what people still doing that today, you know, you know. But now people kind of do it more in a. Uh, uh, a spiritual way, you know, stand real holy with it. You know, well, God saw it fit to to put this on me because He saw where I needed to grow up, and it sounds real good. But, bro, you just blaming, sister, you just blaming God. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing, and it sounds like what Adam sound like in the garden when he looked at God and say, "The woman you gave me." Whoa, hold up, bro. <laughs> What they got to do with you eating that fruit, man? What you got to do with eating that fruit? That's on you, bro. You you messed this up. Yeah, on Adam messed everything up. It was Adam, bro. He messed it up for us, man. It wasn't Eve. People, people, people hard on Eve, man. It wasn't Eve. Look, because you know something. Eve ate that apple. Ate that fruit. Not apple. I don't know what it was. It was something. It was strong off a tree. She ate of that uh, tree. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And when you read the word, you also see that only one of them was deceived. He only talked about Eve was deceived. So that let me know Adam knew what he was doing. Eve was deceived, bro. It's in the word. It's in the book. So it lets me know that she, one, two, she, she got deceived. Adam wasn't. Adam knew what he was doing. That man looked at that. I can see him not looking. Uh-huh. Yeah, ate of that fruit, bro. I believe he was right there, dude. I ain't gonna front. I believe he was right there. Ate of that fruit. And he, when he didn't see anything happen, like, oh, shoot. Yeah, let me get Yeah, yeah, right here. Boom. And then immediately, eyes open. Oh, man, Adam. God, because he told you. Oh, bro, you gonna mess it up. Now, that woman you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam, you gonna do it like that? Don't blame the lady like that, man. That was on you, homie. He told you that, you know what I'm saying? Like, shoot, man, mess it up like that. Then, they, then what was? Then what happened after that? They immediately start trying to take care of themselves. I mean, it's a lot going on in in uh, Genesis, man. Those first first uh, three chapters, man, because he lets us know in the beginning that we was never created to take care of take care of ourselves, Joe. We was never created to do that. And you saw that because when they 
They tried to like take care of themselves and clothe themselves using leaves. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because it, it never was, God never intended for us to take care of us. So that lets me know that they were depending on God for everything. Once they got information from someone else, my everything changed. And what they say, we was naked. You know, and God asked them, who told you? Like, who told you that? Because it's like, I didn't, you, you get your information from me. Who told you that? Who told you you were naked? <sighs> who told you that? Like, who told you were naked? Bro, they was naked the whole time. Who told them they were naked? So it's a lot of stuff that the devil has told us. And people just receiving it and taking it. And God like, man, who told you that? Like I said, I'm the least. Like back to Gideon, I'm the least. And you know, the angel coming to him, hey. Like who told you that? You a mighty man of valor. Who told you was the least, man? You, you're, you're a mighty man of valor. What, what are you talking about? You, you're awesome. Like, <laughs> you're the one who's going to deliver everyone. Let's get to it. You know? So, yeah, man. Step off the boat, man. Got to pull a pee to step off their boat. Step off the boat. And that's the hard part right there. Stepping off their boat. People be hard on Peter, man, because he's sunk. But, uh, you know, I tried to... Think that out, like, hold up, man. <laughs> Peter stepped off the boat, bruh. And you know, you know them disciples was behind the Because you know, think about because it goes back to the point of like we were like how you really stopped and thought about that, like for real, like really stopped and thought about this. So like put yourself on the boat and you behind Peter. And God that Jesus, that be you, Lord. Bid me to come to you on the water. And Jesus can't deny himself. He can't say, whoa, 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 whoa. It's me, Peter, but don't come. Hold up, hold up. This is just for me. He can't deny himself. So it's like, well, it's me. Uh, come. One word from God can produce miracles, bro. One word stepped out on faith from God, bro, will produce miracles. He gave us a whole book of them to step out on faith on. Yeah, that man stepped out that boat, Joe. I can see those disciples like, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> but he stepped off though, man. And he got off that boat, man. And guess what? He walked on water, man. People say, like, you know, Peter took his eyes off. He sunk. I'm like, look, y'all. He walked on water. I'm just saying. The last time you walked on water, man. You know, he went down a little bit, you know, and Jesus caught him, and then you know, got him, you know, got back on the boat. I'm sure Peter was probably wet and Jesus was dry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just can't imagine Jesus was wet. You know what I'm saying? Doing all that. You might as well be, bless yourself to be dry too. But uh, but yeah, man. He did that. He stepped off the boat. And I think that's the hardest part of stepping off of the boat, man. It's stepping off the boat, Joe. Stepping off of the boat. Because once you get out there, it's crazy. But you're out there. And even if you sink, you get back, Jesus pull you up, you now know something. It's possible. And until you step off the boat and find out that it's possible, even if you come short, man, you're out there now. You're going you're gonna to be quick to jump off the boat, and you're going to be able to do it easier and easier because we move from faith to faith. But if you never get off the boat, well, you're never going to grow. You got to start somewhere. 
You gotta start somewhere, and, and I'm just saying that if you if you haven't ever even believed, or, I mean, uh, faith to faith, start start small. You know, if I can't believe or pay off my pay off the home I'm in, I'm not gonna believe for the ten million dollar mansion. How about you pay off that $400,000 mortgage? And then we can believe on that. How about we believe for that? How about we believe for a supernatural miracle to pay that off for first? Because you're trying to jump off into that. You know, let's start right here. You got something right there you can work some faith on. Let's start right there. And those can be those like private victories uh, I was talking about earlier. Because those are the ones that build us up because that's what allowed David to slake a lot. Because when he came up, what Saul say? get up there and saw like ah oh, you know they bring this young guy up there and it's like, like come on man she like bro you 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 are youth he looking at but you are a youth and this guy has been training for war since his youth it's like you have no chance no chance but david looking at it like hold up bro i slayed a bear and i slayed a lion with my bare hands in his mind man I seen the power of God manifest in my life. This is nothing. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine, man? I got this. I take him. Yeah, right. Because he already saw what God can do. He had some private victories. So now stepping out against Goliath, he was all good. It was like he knew God was going to do the work. And he went out there talking a big game. You know, I'm going to take your head off of you. I'm going to feed the armies, you know, your armies behind you to the birds of the uh, air and the beasts of the field. I mean, that's some big talk. Like, dude, how you got to pull that off? God did. All God needed was someone with enough faith, Joe, to step out there and just do something. Somebody just could have came out there with faith in God and just got to just slash the sword. It would have worked. You know, they would have just hit a main artery in his leg or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he would have went down. You know, I was like, oh, dang, how did that happen? <laughs> Bro, would have he hit a main artery in his leg and he bled out quickly. And <laughs> he died. You know, it's just because I just needed somebody to step out in faith, bro. It's like, man, somebody step out. It's like, how long we going to sit here, man, and just constantly just be in the same position? I'm just saying, like, and then at the same time, what we got to lose? And you be like, well, you know. What you got to lose? So if you do step out in faith, it don't work. Hey, at least you're still in the same situation. Yeah. You know, you're still in the same place. It's the same <laughs> place, man. But I guarantee you get to stepping out on faith. Man, you'll want more. Because God, that's what God wants. But you, you gotta, you're going to have to go ahead and, and release people, though. Because as long as we're starting trying to look cool in front of people, you'll never step out on faith. Faith is always going to put you in a place to be ridiculed, to be laughed at, to be talked about, to be criticized. It's going, it's going to do that every time. They did it to Jesus when he came to uh, raise up the little girl. And what the people did, they was in there crying. And so Jesus came in and said, uh, what, she not dead, she sleep. Now, how can some people mourning, crying and mourning over the death of, of this girl go from that? So they say they start like laughing on the scorn, like laughing, like adjuring them. It's like, Dad, hold up, y'all. They Put them out. Put that unbelief out. You got to get that unbelief from around you. 
it's some unbelieving people around around you want to want to put your god dream down get them folks from around you get them from right put that unbelief out and then get with god that's what he did he put that unbelief out man because what what jesus was doing he was working the system he was working the kingdom principles he couldn't come in there and get the time about, oh, man, she dead, I'm going to raise her. He couldn't do that because what he say, Jesus cannot lie. If Jesus would have walked in there and said, oh, man, she dead, well, I'm going to raise her up. He, he couldn't say that. He had to work kingdom principles. And so in working those kingdom principles, she sleep. So if she sleep, well, he can wake up. All right. You got up. Yeah, I know you might be, well, you said that Lazarus was dead, you know. Look that a little deeper. I'm just going to say that. Like, and this is where it's good. To, it's, it's, it's resources out there uh, that you can buy things like, uh, you know, go get the vine and, and go get those coordinates. Go get the Zalsa. Get all those books, man. That, that, and look up these words in, in the Hebrew and the original text and Greek and things. I know you're into stuff like that. And you would just see that the... And see how that script, those certain scriptures are written and things. And people say, well, God, I'm trying to do all that. And it goes back to, if you really want to know who you are, you need to find out who your Jesus is. Because once again, we can do a lot of research on people that ain't going to get us anywhere further in life. I mean, someone can run down to you everything this new administration and our government has in plan for the next 60 days. Can run it down to you. Pop, 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 pop. Run it down, bro. But once again, man, that's, uh, you know, it's like, okay, you know that, but man, <laughs> you don't know any good news, though. <laughs> People know all this bad news, know no good news. And then they wonder why all the, the bad news manifesting in their life. Well, get some good news in your life. Get the gospel. I mean, people will fight to get bad news, man. But fight to get bad news. People will watch the news throughout the day. But once again, if you say, yeah, you know, Spend that time in the good news, the gospel. Oh, man, you know. It's just, yeah. We have what we choose, bro. Mm. That's just, that's for real. We have yep. what we choose, man. Mm -hmm. We really do. Yep. We really do. We have what we choose. So, if you don't like what you have, change it. And if you if you don't know how to change that, hey, for those of you who know me, reach out to me. and We can do it together as a team because, like I said, I'm very teachable. And I just love going on going on faith journeys with people. It's fun. It's fun because you get a chance to see people see it work. And that's the most and oh man. That's the most satisfying, gratifying thing to me. To see someone step out on their water and walk. Cause I know how it feels. I I know what it takes to step off that boat. And yeah, it is a it takes something. I know what it takes to stay out there on that water too. 
Even when you and Jesus pull your arm back up, you look at them like, "Lord, just stay out here." Because <laughs> you're like, "You out there now, man?" It's like, "Let's stay out here, man." You, you, you should blow. Just keep my nose up, Jesus. <laughs> Let's go. And just keep, because it's like, man, at some point you got to get fed up, man. You got to get fed up where you at and just say, man, this is worth it. And, and you know what? I'm going to go all out for this. Because I've been going all out for this and this is where I'm at. Let's make a change. If you can look at your life and say, man, I've been doing this for this many years, 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever it is. Man, you're not pleased where you at. Switch it up. What you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Get up early and get with Jesus. Man, I'm gonna be tired, man. You know, that shit. Who cares? You look tired anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, for real, bro. <laughs> shit, look, they helped look, they helped me out. They helped me out to get up in the morning time. Somebody told me one time. Dang, you straight, bro, you look tired. Man, I thought I was well rested, Joe. <laughs> See, I was like, dang. <laughs> I thought to myself, like, I look tired. I literally, this would make this so funny, Joel. They didn't know that earlier that day before I left, I looked in the mirror and felt real handsome. Felt real good looking and refreshed. And they was like, man, you straight? Like, like they was genuinely concerned with me or something. Like, you straight? Man, you just look tired. I ain't never seen you like this before. I was like, what? Like, dang. Yeah, I mean, looking, trying to find reflections and stuff. Like, man, do I look? <laughs> what happened? What happened since I saw myself earlier? Like, oh man. But yeah, I, just, I thought I looked good. I looked tired. You know, I was like, well, shoot, listen. You look tired? Yeah. I've been getting up like every morning for the last few years. So, yeah. Amen. <laughs> but yeah, man. So we have what we want, man. So whatever you want, you can have it, man. You can have it. Hear that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, mommy. <laughs> I, I don't know. This was this was a so far. This has been a very different conversation than the others, which is fine. I loved it, man. This has it. been. Yeah, you want some scotch? Try this scotch. I got to taste yeah. this. Taste this here. See what you got here, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, bro. This this just went. A to- I know this just went a totally different direction. <laughs> well, it <laughs> went it went in a direction, and there's no like right direction i want these to go in i i appreciate so much when people come on they just man if you got something to say i want people to say it there you go bro and i'm part of the difficulty i have is just finding that thing with people like Mm -hmm. finding like what is it that's you you want to talk about yeah i want people to talk about that because if i get a hundred thousand different people on here and they all just man they open their hearts it's gonna be a bunch of different things Mm -hmm. you know yeah shoot like yeah, well, you you got it going good, man. You know, uh, yeah, you got it going good. You had a, from what I've heard, you know, I've, I've listened to uh, some of your podcasts, and yeah, uh, yeah, people come through, spark it up, and you leave the floor open for people, and uh, yeah, they get it going. I mean, just literally, we're just having a conversation. Yeah. People's mm-hmm. just listening in to what we're talking about. And then somebody might say, oh, wow, that's an interesting conversation. I'll sit there and listen to that. You know, because, you know, you and me, we talk uh, like this. And, and other people, I speak with them. But now it's just you put a microphone in front of your face. And, it's you know, it's the same thing. 
and then you know a lot of people hear it so you get more people that may agree with it and people that disagree you know mm-hmm. yeah which will be true of every episode uh, every every person who comes on here there's going to be people who, oh yeah who are not into what they're saying and there's going to be people who uh, yeah, really love it and and that's yeah. the that's the beauty about uh that's the beauty about conversation man and uh that's why I had to learn about don't take offense don't get offended uh by people man cuz people have a a comment about things they have an opinion or they have truth about things but I said man don't get offended because when you get offended, you're going to miss something. <laughs> yeah. How much Jesus' ministry was just offensive. Yep. Let's keep this in mind. And these are the things that for some reason, like someone might, you know, hear a word and even like now to hear me talking and stuff and get offended by it. Man, everything I'm saying is in the book. It's in the book. You can you can take what I'm saying and you can like Google sentences that I'm saying. Just like Google them and you will see that I'm, they're literal scriptures. Like take something like that was crazy what he just said. Like Google, that's what thing. One thing I do like about Google, you can't like remember a scripture or something. You can just have enough words. Uh-huh. Then he said to the he, you know, and yeah. then there's a pop up, and then it probably won't be the exact. But you keep looking through them. That's the one. You yeah. look it up. I do like Google for that. You can Google like what I'm saying. It's in the book, you know. And then my opinions like, well, you, you kind of piecing it together and you're taking it out of contents. Well, that's, I, I get that too. What people might say, but like I said, go back to it's working though. It's working for me, and, and mm-hmm. I, I got proof that it's working. And uh, I got people around me that witness that have witnessed and is witnessing the proof that one step out and even tell you some stuff that they witnessed. Uh, through my wife and myself because they even understand that there yeah, ain't nobody going to believe it. So they just kind of just keep it to themselves and they just use it and it builds them up. And, uh, and it's nice. But, yeah, it's just offensive. Jesus' uh, ministry was just offensive. Uh, Paul's ministry, offensive. You know, uh, Peter, offensive. It's just It was just offensive. It's just... And why is it? Because it's totally opposite of what this kingdom system is and anything that goes against something is just going to be offensive it's offensive that's just how it is everything that that's done is going to be person's going to be offended by it but that doesn't make it wrong no and that's why it's important that we take out the time ourselves to search the scriptures out don't just take everything for what someone say. Even if you're preacher, man, in the pulpit, man, go study it out. Man, hear what he say. Praise God, man. Write them scriptures down and go study it out. And ask God through the Holy Ghost to give you revelation on that thing. And and study it out and stay there. And 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 God will guide you through it. You know, but, man, my my grandfather taught me that. And, you know, he was a, you know, a reverend. And I remember one day he was telling me some stuff, bro, and, I was listening to him. I was like, yeah, I agree that. He was like, no, nah, you, you go look at it. You go look at it, son, you know. And I was like, well, no, nah, Grant, you told me, you know. I believe you. I take your word for it. He's like, no, nah, I can tell you anything, boy, you know. I'm like, Granddad, you ain't going to lie to me. He said, how, how you know? I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, this is a trick question or something. Like, my granddad ain't going to sit here and, and, and preach to me for a few minutes. 
And then I literally don't come back. I'm just like, yes, sir. You know, then you gonna tell me this. Like, now you're coming at me because I'm like, I believe you. And he was like, nah, don't even, don't even take my word for it. Go look it up for yourself. Just because I told nah. Because as soon as you start doing this, anyone can tell you anything. And then you could be in the ditch. I'm like, all right. Well, back then, I didn't soak that in. But I remembered it, though. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm, I'm uh, more mature in Christ, now I can see it that, oh, I get exactly what he's talking about. And guess what? And it's been, it's been uh, you know, many things that uh, it's been taught to me that I was able to go back and say, okay, man, and go back and study those scriptures and see that, wow, that was not off. That was just completely not even in the scripture. Like, whoa, that, I, I found the scripture, but it's literally the opposite of what they said type of deal. And it's like, well, you know, oh, well, I know. At least I studied it out, and God was able to help me out and, and use even use that to help me. But if you just sit there and just, if you just go be a Sunday warrior, you know, you know, at least you check the box off. Prayfully, you know, you, you receive Jesus, you get saved, and you're going to probably get beat up for the majority of the time. On this earth, you go die, and, and I'll see you in heaven. But uh, while I'm here, I'm going to have heaven on this earth, and I'm going to live uh, at least 120 years, and, uh, and I'm going to be a blessing while I'm here. And so for this this point where I'm at in my life, man, just, just getting filled up, bro, digging, 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 seeking and knocking and asking, man. And it's being open, open to me, and Things are being revealed unto me. I'm getting and receiving, man. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Super exciting. Super exciting, man. So, yeah, it makes things like this fun. Yeah. Because I always know this. I can always do things like this because if I don't have anything else to talk about, I know I can talk about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, now whether you want to hear it, that's, that's one thing, but I know I can always talk about Jesus. I'm never going to have a problem with that. Yeah, man. So, just like this. So, yeah, we've been talking for not not to me. It's not even long. And how many times how we we had conversations, just normal conversations. I'm not talking about like you and me, just this period. Mm-hmm. And we had these long conversations with one another. We can go hang out with one another and party and kick it. I mean, have a good time. Two, three, four, five hours. And and part ways and think to yourself, man, I, I almost want to keep going. But if I was to tell you to commit that kind of time to Jesus, how would you take that? Would you feel like, man, I, I don't, man, that's a long time. How can I do it? And that's when you got to be honest with yourself and you got to know that, man, I'm lacking somewhere in my relationship with God because if we can't get with Jesus and spend this kind of quality time with him, but we can do that with our friends, man, it's a, it's a disconnect there. Something's not connected, Joe. Something's missing, bro. If if it's easy for me to sit down and talk to you for three hours, but I can't get down and 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 pray to the king of kings for three hours, that's some, it's a disconnection, huh? For real, bro. It's, that's a problem. That's a legit problem. For real, and somebody say you can sit and pray for three hours. You can you can you sit and talk to your friend for three hours? I bet you can. It was an easy conversation. 
You yeah. know, and I mean, heck, and if you want to just keep going, we can sit here and keep going. You feel me, bro? Yeah. And, and this is easy. And so if, if we can sit here and talk like this, Joe, mm-hmm. if you can sit here and listen to this for three hours, I'm just saying, if you're still hanging in there right now, <laughs> bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, if you're still hanging in there right now, you're seeking something for sure. You're hungry. You're thirsty. God gives water to thirsty ground. You got a thirst for it. A lot of people are not thirsty, bro. They're not thirsty. If you was really thirsty, how would you go for that water? I mean, you go seek that water out. You thirsty? And people not seeking seeking this seeking this word out. They're not thirsty. If you really was thirsty, you thirsty. You in the wilderness, you're thirsty. You will seek water out because like your life depending on it because it do but guess what jesus is the living water seek him out like your life depending on it because it does let's put these books down these men written books see what jesus say about you see what jesus say about you because man i can't find anywhere where jesus tell me that you know what zanez I have blessed you and anointed you with the fruit of anxiousness, <laughs> the fruit of rebelling, the fruit of depression, the sh- fruit of stress. You know, you're going to always have a problem with addictions. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. And people sit there and read that kind of stuff, bro, and be like, yeah, I know. I got to I gotta work on that. Well, I, get- I ain't bumped that, man. I want to. Nah, no, I ain't. That ain't me. That ain't what God said I am. People look at you, well, you know, that's, that's, that's you, I'm trying to help you out. I'm just trying to get you to, to see where you're at. Let me tell you something. If, if you're in that position, you know that. And you don't need me to tell you that. Let's just be real. If you're depressed, you don't need me to tell you you're depressed. You know what your problem is? You're depressed. Wow. Now, if you, well, now you, you don't know. Look, 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 look. If you if you want to funk all the time, it seems like everything turns to sorrow. Uh, you don't desire. You don't have a drive to do anything. You you you're easily saddened, and you just feel deprived. And it just seems like the weight of the world is always on your shoulders. And man, yeah. You are a good candidate to go to Jesus. It's time to go to him. It's time to go to him. For real. You know that. You know You know what you're going through. You know that. You know that. You don't need me to sit there and tell you all your problems. Because you already know that. You need me to tell you how to get out of them problems. For real. Let's help each other get out of this stuff. You know, I don't... If you... Man, yeah, bro, we got to be honest with ourselves. That just We got to be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just too much of this, we're not being honest with ourselves. And until we are, we're going to stay in the same position. You know, be honest with yourself. Love yourself and be honest with yourself. And Jesus will meet you right there and take you the rest of the way. But until you do that, he can't help you. And then you got to put that care on him or he can't help you. Don't go pick it back up. Leave it right there. And it's work. It's work. That's the work, bro. That's going to take work. Because it's work 
to get a scripture and see it, pray it, believe it, and everything in your life says that ain't real, that ain't true, it's going to take work to stand on that thing. Abram was called Abraham. <clears throat> That's powerful because back then people really took uh, a name meant something. Like nowadays names just mean nothing. People name their kids whatever and you know, people don't just whatever. Names back then meant something. Your name was who you was and that was who you was going to be. So when people heard your name, they saw your future. They saw your outcome. So Abram going to Abraham meant father of a nation, of a multitude, many nations. Well, that that's, that immediately put Abraham in a position of ridicule. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm, he became the immediate butt of every joke. Because now he come around and say, hey, what's up? Oh, no, I'm not Abraham. My name is Abraham. Because <laughs> what? Father of many, father many nations. <laughs> hey, y'all. Abraham's in the house. Father of many nations coming through. Him and his barren wife. Oh, she said. <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. Mother of a father of a nation. Mother of a nation. Wow. Some, some, some old folk. And one of them, and Lady Baron. Man, that, that took a lot to do that because, like I said, back then, that was a big deal. Your name meant something. And he sat there and confessed that year after year after year after year, bro. And he stuck with it, and it came to pass, man. That's why Jabez, uh, was in Jabez, his name was so jacked up because, you know, <laughs> pain. It's like, dang, bro, that's rough. It's rough on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, your name, ah, man. But he was honorable. He was an honorable guy. And, you know, and he recognized something. You know what? This isn't my destiny, man. I, I can go I can go to a God that loves me. This isn't my destiny. And he went and prayed that prayer, man, that God, you know, bless him indeed and enlarge his, enlarge his coast and his arm be with him and keep him from evil. That he uh that he called have no uh, cause no uh grief and things like that, man. And you know, God granted his request. You know, this is a guy that that recognized that you know what, what man said about me, don't have to be true. Jabez had a revelation that what man said about me don't have to be true, because this guy was named Jabez. Pain. It was nothing about his name that was gonna tell you that he was gonna be someone of great success. Nothing. But he had a revelation. And he stepped into that revelation, man. And he was good. And that's why you just see throughout the Bible how Jesus always start changing names, man. Because he got to get people to start confessing over themselves. Start confessing over themselves. I need you to confess over yourself. You know, goodness and good news and prosperity and health. I need you to confess that over yourself. And people won't do it. So people say, well, I don't want to lie. How are you lying saying what God said? That doesn't, how can you lie saying what God said? Well, I want to, I don't want to lie. You know, I want to tell the truth. No, the truth is what God says. Now, the thing is, in the earth, we have facts. The thing about facts is, facts can change. The truth changes facts. So we can go back to health again. Go to the doctor, you get a bad report. Now, it's a fact 
what the doctor said. It's the fact that you're sick. Okay. But the truth is, by Jesus Christ, you are healed. Now you have a choice. Either you go choose life or you go choose death. That's what God talks about. It's said before you, life or death. So you can receive what that man said about your health. Or you can receive what Jesus said about your health. One is based off of fear. And one is based off of faith. The devil needs fear operating in our life to manifest anything of his kingdom. Jesus needs faith to manifest anything in our life from his kingdom. So that go to battle. The devil is constantly trying to put us in fear. And Jesus is constantly trying to put us in faith. Man, and there you go. There you go, bro. So you got a choice. That, that fear and faith. Fear and faith. Fear and faith. Man, and, and that devil's working it. He's working it. Jesus is working it also. But it's up to us to choose. It's up to uh, up to us to choose which side we want to go to. Do I want to lean on this fear or do I want to lean on this faith? Because the thing about fear is fear is so like in our face. Faith is invisible. Here we go again. Now we're going back to this invisible realm because I'm just saying, when I get to talk about Jesus, I just think because it always just puzzles me, man, how we can believe this, say we believe in Jesus, but the rest of this stuff is like, ah, uh, that's, that's extreme. Man, all this stuff is extreme, man. It's like, yeah, faith, visible. We believe that everything visible was created by something invisible. If you believe in Jesus, you believe that, I'm assuming. Uh, you believe in Jesus. I ain't never seen him. I'm just saying. Uh, that's pretty invisible. So, we put our whole life on that kind of stuff, man. Faith. Substance of things hoped for. No evidence of things not seen. It's not even there. But that makes the kingdom of God manifest in our life. Fear. Man, I mean, is it is it real? People say, well, yeah, it's real. Like, you use that pandemic. Yeah, it's real. People dying. No, man, shoot. Okay, you know how much stuff real going on that still doesn't change the faith of God. For some reason we have to believe more in the blood of Jesus. We have to believe more in the power of Jesus. We have to believe more in the power of God the, the the anointing the unction of the Holy Ghost we have to believe in that more than the devil too many people believe more in the devil than they believe Jesus because whenever you receive what the devil say is last final that's it put a stamp on it you just took his word over God's word which now puts you in the same position of Adam and Eve. You just chose the devil's information over God's information. And I like to say, I, I try my best to make stuff look as extreme as possible because until we start seeing it as that extreme, we're not going to change anything. Because it's real easy to make things look real, hmm, so fluffy. And so because of that, it's easy to continue in the same thing because it's you don't see any 
it's, it's no it's no serious it's nothing there that's weight you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's just nothing there so it's just no substance to it so it's just like yeah well if you do this and do that this is gonna happen it's like yeah okay but it's something about that fear because when we look around and you see the evidence of it you see it and that's why God always tell us what you need to walk by faith and not by sight because he know that the devil is going to put so much stuff in front of our eyes, so much stuff in our ears, so much stuff that if you don't put the work in and seek God, you're going to believe the fear because you don't have to go seek the fear out. It's there. It's there. And if you watching TV all the time, you getting pumped and listen to it, getting pumped in, you just be out long enough and people talk, they're pumping in, you're on social media, they're pumping it. It's fear, fear, fear. You got to go seek God. You got to go seek God. You got to go seek Him, man. And so people just kind of stuck in that slump, you know, and it's like, man, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like anything is working. Like I said, it's going to take more than five minutes. It's going to take more than that Bible out. It's going to take it's gonna take more than, not the Bible, it's going to take more than just, you know, reading that verse of the day in the morning on that Bible out. It's going to mm-hmm. take more than having a, you know, a, a 1,282 day streak, man. It's going to take more than that. Because what's more sad than anything is that for us to make a c- commitment to be like, yeah, I'm in my word every day, and your life just looks like trash. And that's once again why someone will just look and say, I'm fine, man. I'm, I'm good where I'm at. Every time they look up, they hear Christians complaining. Christians are the most complaining people there are. Just complaining it away, man. Just complaining, 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 complaining. Well, I don't want to lie. I'm just telling you what the truth was going on. Find another way to say it. I mean, jeez, man. I always complaining. Gosh, man. How do you think that sounds? In heaven, just complaining. Uh, uh. You ask a Christian about prayer. Let's let's go around and get some prayer requests. It turns into a uh, complaining request, man. Like, oh my goodness, this. Uh, uh, okay, you guys, like, what is going on here? Like, what what just happened here? Now we're like forty minutes into complaints, man. I didn't, what's the prayer request in that? Like, shoot, get out, get this complaining spirit out of us, Lord. I tell you, that's what it is. Can't even get anything, man. It's too busy complaining about everything, man. Gosh. I used to be there. I didn't get none done. I promise you, man. I didn't get none done. I complained a lot. I complained with the best of them. Didn't see one revelation. No manifestation or nothing. And I decided to finally hit the brakes and say, you know what? I've been complaining all these years, and guess what? Nothing's happening. Because I was complaining with the best of them. If I was getting revelations and manifestations off of that, Joel, I would be in here right now giving you, I would be now three minutes, three hours, 17 minutes and complaining. And letting everybody know, look, just complain it away, you guys. Just find somebody that will listen to you. Just complain and vent it out. I'm telling you, as soon as you do, you'll feel better. And everything that you complain about will now change. It ain't ever going to happen like that. Question. Has it happened for you yet? For all the complainers out there. Well, I don't think any more complainers on here now. It's three hours since. <laughs> yeah, no, look, if you on no, here now, you ain't complaining. The complainers aren't listening, man. <laughs> if you still listening, you got a complainer. You know what I mean? Or if you was complaining, you released that. You're like, in Jesus' name, I ain't complaining no more. You in it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I like to, when, when I ask people how they're doing, they say, oh, I can't complain. 
I always say, yeah, you can. <laughs> but the fact that you're not, that's what matters. Amen. You're not complaining. Because, <laughs> man, I've, I have interacted with plenty of people who can't always complain. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't get you anywhere. It you anywhere, doesn't man. do anything for anybody. If it did, you know, I'd be all game for it. If I really, <laughs> I, I, I haven't, like, for, I haven't, I'm just, like, just straight up, bro. I have never met anyone that complained a lot whose life is working out. It's because it's always something. Even when it looks mm-hmm. good, it's always something. You can it's find like, something. Yeah, it's like, just wait. Now they're doing it, just wait. Just watch this. And every time, it's like clockwork. I've never met anyone that complained that life isn't in some type of shamble. Uh, just something. Something, man. If I have at least met one person that complains all the time and their life just works out, I would give it some consideration. I, I, I'm not going to say I'm hopping on the bus because that would just be one person. <laughs> yeah. But I've witnessed it timeless times. People that complain, literally, the stuff they complain about, I literally witnessed it come to pass in their life. Like, straight up. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound a little out there. Well, you probably like Z. No, it's not. All right. <laughs> but... I've actually to the, that that actually helped me in my life with confessing the word because I seen it so much that I stopped and was like, man, if it works like that, let me start confessing these scriptures over my life. That's what really gave me a revelation on that. This this noticing that the people who constantly be complaining all the time, the stuff was happening. I'm talking about people complaining about stuff and fear about stuff. That ain't even nowhere clear. It's like they talking about some months, like down the line. They already in fear about something. Well, shoot, I don't know, cause man, they say about three months. Like, dang, you you on three months from now? You know how much can happen tomorrow, today? You on three? Just already preparing themselves to fear that, complaining about it. I promise, you never fail, bro. It always happens in people's life, man. And I've noticed that. And I was like, well, huh. I'm going to try that the other way then. And I did, man. I, and I tried. I started, uh, picked up scripture up and started finding things in my in my, uh, in my my life that, hey, this, this doesn't need to be there. And, and uh, well, I desire this and not that. And just started just confessing things over myself, man. Confessing and finding scriptures for my kids. And confessing over my kids every day. Confessing scriptures over my wife. Confessing scriptures over myself. Confessing scriptures over just friends, families, man. People who don't like me. I just confessing, man. Confessing scriptures over my church, over my, my pastor, man. To congregate, just confessing scriptures, bro. And I've seen it work, and I'm seeing it working. So I keep doing it. I'm going to ride with it. It's working for me. And uh, I say, it's working for me, bro. So and uh, so just take that for anyone out there. It's working for me. And I'm saying that to encourage you because God said he's no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to do this for me and manifest these things for me but not do it for you. That will, once again, make God a liar. And uh, if he did it for me, uh, he'll... Uh, he got you covered. I'm just saying, y'all, for real, because uh, he's been looking out for me. And uh, he got you. And you got to believe that. You got to believe that. 
Because uh, if you don't ever step out into it, you know, it's just not going to, you're just never going to experience it. As long as you stay, you, like you talked about from the beginning, stepping out there and dancing. And you enjoyed it. And I guarantee you, next time you had a little shindig or something, and they got the dancing going on, you you might not be the first to run out there, but you will already be open to, okay, I think I'm going to get a little dancing in there. You would, you would dance. And each time it would get easier and easier. So where you might be the guy when the music come on, you go, I'm going to go get this started and go on out there and have some fun and get everybody to join in. But you had to step out there. You had to get off the boat. For you, that was getting off the boat. And, and that's the thing about it. Getting off the boat for everyone is different. And you might get off the boat 12 times in a day. You feel what I'm saying? Because that was getting off the boat for you and dancing. Man, just stepping out there and dancing, bro. Like, I've never done that before. Like, oh, shoot, here we go. I'm going to do it. You stepped off of the boat. Okay, awesome. And then you might be like, man, you know what? I'm going to go initiate a conversation today. That's stepping off the boat for you. For you, that's stepping off the boat. For someone else, it's like, what? Like, how hard is that? Like, watch this. Hey, how you doing? And there's someone to start a conversation. Like, you can do that with it. But, like, that's cool for you. But for me, man, that was a step of faith. So everyone is on a different faith walk. It's just faith to faith. Just make sure you're on a faith walk. Just make sure you're doing some, doing doing this walk by faith and not by sight. And uh, and we'll get there. We'll get there. If you can do it, uh, you can dig a little deeper. And and let me explain that. God isn't going to give you anything you can do. Ooh, that was actually a good one. Let me say it again. God is not going to give you anything you can do. That eliminates him. He's not going to eliminate himself from the equation. Going back to Gideon. Gideon is now, he's amped up. Let's go do this. He went and riled up a good crew. God like, there's too many for me. Because like God like, I'm doing the work. Too many for me. I don't need you to go fight this war and come back and say, look at the victory I got. Mm-mm. I need to put you in a position where you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Let's eliminate some people. Who's scared? Get out of here. Holler. All right, let's go do this. Whoop. Still too many people for me. God like, uh-uh. Need to get that. Still too many people for me. Have them take some water, man. You know? Have them drink some water. You know, drink water. Lapping it like a dog one way. Go home. You bring it to your hand. Okay, cool. End up being 300 people, as we know the story. If you do know the story, if not, just go look that up, story about Gideon. And uh, God said, okay, cool, let's do it. 300 people. You better go fight a war uh, against thousands or 300 people. There we go. No, impossible. Now, Gideon had to walk by faith. Along with those people that was with him, because those guys had to be in faith too. So I'm just... <laughs> Because they would have left. They would have been scared. All the people that were scared left. We had 300 people. They put him in an immediate position. He had to walk by faith. You know, the, the children of Israel taking Jericho. It was a walled city. I mean, that was the, the land of the Hittites, man. Now, and then you think about that. I don't know if you ever just looked into the, all those ites and the Hittites and Girgashites and Amorites and Jebusites, all them. I don't know if you were just looking to this. That's a good study for anyone who hasn't. That's a good study because you notice God always referring to all these people, you know, all these Canaanites, all these different people. It's a reason for that. And you notice that it was an ite that they took. Like each time it was some land 
that was some ice was holding. And the first lane, you know, was the Hittites. And those people, and that, that translated means fear and terror. The first thing they had them to deal with was fear and terror. The Hittites, Jericho, walled in, thick. I mean, the walls were so thick, man. They, they had, they used to have, uh, what's those races, the, uh, Carriage races, chariot races. Chariot races. Yeah, yeah, they used to have chariot races on top of this wall. And once again, go look up chariot races from back in the days and you will see why that's so spectacular. Because those races were insane, bro. And the speed that they get and the turns that they have to make, they had to be a very thick wall, bro, to hold a chariot race on top of it. <laughs> you know, not people just flying off the sides or something. But, uh, yeah, man, so fear and terror. The first people they had to face, they had to face their fears, bro. Face their fears. And guess what they did? They went for And how did they do it? They did it by faith. Think about it. They walked around a city one time, come back, day two, did it again. I mean, come on, man. That's Once again. I mean, I'm just saying, bro, because we sit up here, we talk about these stories, we read this stuff, and then we just read it and then we walk off. Like, when you read that to someone, like someone supposed to hear that and be like, ooh, wow, amen. Come on, man. That, this stuff sounds like the most bogus thing in the world. Hey, it's this wall city. Thick walls, so thick they run chariot races on them. Hey, I know this is how you're going to take the city. Get the people, go walk around the city six days one time, and on the seventh day, walk around the seven days and shout. Okay, and I'm going to deliver the city over into your hand. The walls are going to come down. You're going to go in and destroy everybody. Okay, that, that. Now, let's picture that. They walk. They go back to camp. Day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. They cut a lap. Day seven, they come cut seven laps around this wall. Seven laps, they shout. Ah! <laughs> Blow the horn, and the wall falls flat. <laughs> Do you believe? I mean, so if you believe that, you walk and say, "Yeah, of course, God is good. He's all powerful." You can't stand and stand and agree with me that we can anoint with oil and someone receive healing. Oh man. That's crazy. You get to talk about oil and things like that. People don't want to believe that. But they'll say they believe in that story about that wall falling flat from walking around it. Be honest with yourself. Because that's in the word. That's in the book too. Is mm -hmm. any among you sick? Call upon the elders. I'm anointing with oil. Do we do that? If I was to get sick, and I say, hey, uh, can we call on the elders coming to know me with oil so I can be healed? How many people do you think will look at me like I'm crazy? Probably quite a few. Exactly. Yeah. Just being real, mm -hmm. you know. But for some reason, that's in the book. But why is that not true? But the story about a guy dipping himself in a nasty river and getting cleaned of leprosy is true. But those of you, that's the story of Naomi. If you haven't heard read that one, that's a good story, too. 
He was a leper, the man that was a leper. He came to the prophet. He wanted to get healed. The prophet didn't come out and put hands on him. He sent his servant out to him and told him, hey, go dip seven times in the river Jordan and you will be made well. Well, he Naomi got offended. He was a, a, a great man, like a general or something. I can't remember what he exactly was, but he was a high-ranking guy, soldier. Well, he was, he was pissed off, and he left. Like, forget this, man. He can't even come out here and at least, you know, show me some respect. At least touch me, uh, or he could at least send me to the clean river. It's another because the river is like a nasty. He's like, dang, he could at least send me to the other river. Like, ain't that, what, ain't that a better river, a cleaner river? Hey, he leaving, and one of his guys, they riding off, you know, and one of his guys riding up beside him on their horse and was like, you know, sir, uh, if he would have told you to do something great, would you have done it? And of course, you know, yeah, most likely, yeah. He said, well, hey, you know. Ain't worth a try, you know, to go dip. And imagine if this guy went to dip, he go get in the water of the leper. He's a, it's leprosy, man. Go Google leprosy if you don't know what that is. Dips in, one, two, three, four, five. Now imagine this, everybody's watching him. And you know they're looking too, like, oh, well, here we go, five, six, and he could dip down, seven, and he comes up, clean skin like a baby's. Do you believe that? yourself do you believe do you really believe that story hmm all right so what's so hard about believing you can raise the dead because jesus said we can but right now that'll, that'll offend someone that'll make someone say oh man you out there bro that is not but it's in the book so why should i believe a story that a guy prayed and stopped the rain for for three years or so. I supposed to believe that one man prayed and stopped the rain. One man prayed it and it rained again. I mean, and he and he prayed and it stopped raining. That famine was so bad that people started eating their kids, bro. People started eating their kids. That's a famine. Of, go read them if you're having this. Uh, Elijah prayed that it that it wouldn't rain. And uh, he prayed again that it would rain. But, uh, yeah, man, that was man, crazy, bro. People were eating their kids. <laughs> oh, that's a famine of famines, man. Like, what? Okay, you believe that? No? Okay. For some reason, we can believe the stories, but the stuff that Jesus tells us we can do that's like that, that's not for us. For some reason, it's past. For some reason, that's for them. That's not for us. That that when God say He doesn't change, that makes God a changing God. Cause now, if in our time, in our era, it's not like that anymore. That's not for us. That's not how God does business anymore. But well, guess what? That makes God once again a lie. Because now He just changed. When God said He doesn't change, He's the same. So. If he now operates differently, that's a clear change. That's a clear change. And if he changed, once again, it's time to give up because now I don't know what angle he coming in at. You going to give me this book and you going to tell me this ain't how you do it now? Well, give me another book. Where's the other book at then? So I can start reading that and get on track. I'm just saying, Joe. It ain't no other book. This is it. For some reason, people just chose to not believe it. I don't know. That's not... 
No, yeah. nah, nah, that's that's not what God talking about right there. As long as it's, it, nah, I'm gonna tell you this here, bro. I'm, I'm gonna leave it like this here, Joe. I'm always gonna choose to believe in good mm-hmm. than evil. I'm just gonna say it like that. I should have said it like that just three hours ago. We could have ended this 33 minutes. I'm gonna choose. I'm the guy that's gonna choose to believe in the good of God. That's I'm glad it. we didn't end it at 33 Dang minutes. Man, I know but, that's right. Yeah. That would have sucked. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot in but there. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. So, yeah, man. So you have to make that make that up in your mind. What, what you go believe in? You go believe in the goodness of God, or you go believe in the evil? Mm. Okay, then that, that's your choice. Yeah, now, get off my back because I rather believe God is, is just this incredible, incredible, awesome, loving God that wants to see me succeed and wants me to see me healthy and wants to see me look, make His kingdom look so great that people feel attracted to it and they come to it and I show them Jesus and they receive Jesus because they like, your life is so good, it's so awesome. I want a piece of that and I show them the light and they're like, woohoo! And then they go show somebody else. I'm like, yeah! And then everybody just keep coming in and getting saved because this thing is great. People back then, I mean, people even hate, like, I mean, back then, people would have had a problem with, with the churches back in the days. Because it was number mega churches, bro. And I just think about that. Christians don't like a lot of people in churches, man. And back then, it was people getting, they had like 3,000 people getting saved. Bro, if 3,000 people get saved, how many think you was actually in the church? <laughs> if 3,000 people turn their life over to God, I'm sure it just won 3,000. I'm sure it was more than that there. You know what I mean? That's a mega church if I ain't ever heard of one. So if people would have hated Paul's ministry, that mega church, that, that mega church priest, and you know he taught he preached about money, so they would have hated Paul too, because they would say he's a proper prosperity preacher, always trying to get people's money. <laughs> trying to get a blessing to you, man. People right there broke, man, scared to give. <laughs> what you saving it for? Shoot. Heck you say what you gonna do with it? You broke. <laughs> what you gonna do? You can't pay a bill. Shoot, what you gonna do with it? Give it, put it in the bucket, man. Have to step out on some faith. <laughs> but well, it ain't gonna work. Okay, look, that, that that little money you guys still ain't gonna do nothing for you. It, it's not gonna pay your bills. It's just gonna sit up in there and just scratch you out. Oh, shoot, what we gonna do? I don't have enough. <laughs> I know, bro, because I've been there, man. This stress of stuff, man. I got to let that money go, bro. Man, I've got to put it out there, man. I'll tell you something. You'll be shocked, man, how God just show up every time, man. So many people show up for me, man. Shout out to y'all out there who's blessed my life. Y'all know who y'all are. Man, just, just, man, just blessing me, man. Just blessing me, bro. Blessing me. And just pouring into my life, pouring into my kids' life, pouring into my wife's life, man. Just with things that's that's needed in the time that they're needed and i know that that comes from sowing seed man being faithful with what i have you know when you know how many times i done didn't have enough but still gave in a way and i had more than enough for whatever i need man i, I can't i just i stopped counting that you know that's that's now the easy part to give. Shoot, bro. I'm in I'm in lack. When I need something, I give. That's why I do it. And it works every time, bro. Whenever I'm in lack, Joel, I'm talking about like straight up lack. Like, man, man, I need like I need eight hundred dollars for this. Shoot, 
Father God, honey. Man, okay. Father God, lead me to someone to sow this in too. Man, I go with my Holy Spirit, lead me. I, get, I sow that money. Boom. But I'm talking about it. Quick, quick as I need it, man, that money show up. And it always show up more than enough. You know what I mean? Every time. Every time, man. Every time, bro. I just, shoot, I just did this, what, a couple days ago, man. Need, needed something, man. Straight up needed something, man. Sowed a seed. Sowed a seed, bro. And, man, just like that, out of nowhere, boom, thousand bucks. Just like that. Boom. Someone just, who I, who I don't even know. Somehow God led them to do it. He sure did. And I made, I, I gave a beautiful prayer for them that God put on my heart and they're blessed. And, and there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, bro. Awesome. Awesome, bro. $3 seed. Because that's all I had. $3 seed. That's it. That's it, Joel. Sold that three, but Holy Spirit told me to sow that. All right. I sold it, man. Shit, what was that? So, and that. Yo, yeah, four days. Sold it, and four days later, boom, thousand. Thank you, God. That was more than enough. I didn't even need that. And you know what a brother did off of that? Tied off of that. Praise God. You know what I mean? More than enough, Joe. More than enough, man. It's good stuff. Good stuff, man. Do this all day, bro. Yeah, we can wind down now. <laughs> <laughs> I know we could do it all day, but I'm telling you, bro. We'll, we'll wind do, down. We wind down. Yeah. So is that going to like the thirty minute? This wind is down? this this actually hasn't been the longest one so far, okay. but it's close. I'm not I'm not gonna beat the record. And yet. there was there was a lot of a lot of meat on this. Alright. So I'm so I gave you a lot to cut, edit, pull off of Oh, it's just gonna the whole thing is just gonna go. Oh, you just gonna let yeah, it play? No, I don't oh, I don't okay. cut it. No, I don't cut it. I don't cut it? No. Oh man, see I was I was doing the thing you was gonna be like cutting and chopping up. Oh, you mm-hmm. gonna literally go play this this long? <laughs> yeah. Okay, David. Yeah. <laughs> so I do end every the the show is pretty free form. Mm-hmm. Like conversation can look like whatever. But there's two things I like to do. I end with a recommendation. You give some sort of recommendation, whatever you want, and something funny, which there's always plenty of laughter like throughout the episode. <laughs> but I like to end on a high note too. Oh, is that a, rec- so, so, a recommendation? Yeah, a recommendation, and then some, something funny. You can have a joke, <laughs> or you can just share something funny. I say a, a rec a recommendation is to look at go look at your. Uh, I actually said this one earlier and I ended with that again uh, go look at your phone uh, everyone has it because these smartphones they all have them now and go look at how much time you spend each day on uh, social media on all social media platforms how much time you spend on your uh, you know your emails and talking texting all of that your phones have that ability now well some of them just just Put it all together for you and just let you know how much time you just spend on your phone, period. And they even got averages and everything. Take that, add that time up or whatnot. Cool. Take how much time you spend watching TV, whatever it is, watching TV. I'm talking about like 
watching TV as far as uh, yeah, just watching TV. Uh, how much time you you spend uh on listening to the radio? Just these things that's just outside of connecting with God. How much time do you spend it? Add it all up and transfer that to the word. So now take all of that time and spend that time every day in your word. And do that. And, and I will say, like, do it for a week, do it for 30 days. No, do it for the rest of your life because you're you're already doing the phone thing continually. And if and if you don't change it, you're gonna continue to do that, or it's gonna increase. So this isn't no 30 day challenge or anything. Do it, make a life change, switch it out. You will love it. Then something funny. Give me something funny. Something funny, bro. That's <laughs> like I know you got plenty of funny things to share. Right, uh, <laughs> man, man, I gotta think, man, because like I'm, I'm one of those. Uh, you hang with me, you hang with me, funny guys, and you just, uh, yeah, you just with me. Then this is a high pressure question. It just gets funny. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a situation or something. Uh, because I wanted that should be funny. You <laughs> <laughs> think? You think? Uh, gosh, bro. <laughs> uh, You got something to say right now while I'm thinking of something funny. Yeah, I stump you. You should have told me this earlier, man. I got to think, really think of something funny. You didn't stump me. I'm really trying to think. Maybe I should. I should put this in the... Cause I try to... I send people a little bit. Yeah. I haven't done it for every episode, but I've sent people an email saying, like, this is kind of what the show is and what you can mm-hmm. expect. And I should do that consistently and add at the end. Like, at the end of every episode, we give a recommendation mm-hmm. and we say something funny. Funny, I should, I should start. Be cool, because I just, I want to be funny, man. I, I don't want to do all that and then just uh, walk away and be like, that was just not funny. Uh, <laughs> my goodness. You might have to cut this one here and cut this and put this one together over the time. No. Uh, Oh. Yeah, I mean, you, look, I'll tell you this one. Okay, this, okay. this is like, this is a throwback. This just came to my mind all of a sudden, dude. I don't know why I even thought that's <laughs> This just came to my mind. <laughs> this came to my mind. I thought this might not be funny, y'all. But this is, <laughs> this is very funny to me. When I was a young guy, this was about, I said, how old was I? I say, uh, bu- bu- 16, 17, not 17. I was 17. I know for sure. I was 17. And I had a, a first car. And it was a, a colorless Broham. And well, the thing about this car, it was a, it was an old school, like an 83. But I wanted it because this was like at the time in my neighborhood, people was like, you know, fixing cars up as far as like motors and things like that to make them go fast. So I, you know, I did some things to it, you know, got the motor built up and sh- uh, things done, transmission, you know, little things, you know, to make it go fast. I didn't know much what was going on. You know, I just kind of went with what the guy was saying and it made it go fast. But uh, just one day I'm, I'm heading to my house and I uh, come out. I'm at the stop sign. There was some people outside. And so, of course, they got my, my pipes, you know, sounding good. You know, got the little blah, 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 you know, cam action going. I mean, it's, this is... <laughs> 
sounding good, man. I'm looking good, turning heads, you know. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I got the attention of everybody. So I'm like, hey, perfect time. It's a stop sign. I got to make a right. And there's nobody out here. The street is mine. So I put a little pressure on the brake. Start laying on that gas. Get them tires are going. Start, start burning out. So I'm thinking like some people outside, like some people close by. Some people like across the street. It's a nice summer day. One of those beautiful neighborhood days, man. I'm starting, I'm just going to smoke everybody out and then just whip out, pull out. Leave everybody in the smoke like, <clears throat> it sounded good. Man, it was embarrassing. I burnt out. <laughs> my car cut off, bro. <laughs> so I had to crank my car back up, dude. Now, you might not get this, but this time I'm burnt. And it's I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so it's smoky out here now. <laughs> and so now I'm. So people can't <laughs> barely see. I can barely see myself now because you, you want to burn out and get the heck out of there for the smoke engulf you. <laughs> so now I'm getting engulfed by the smoke. I'm like, ah, oh, no. My car is off. I need to crank my car back up. But I know when I turn this ignition, I'm going to be the laughing stock of the neighborhood. So I go ahead. And... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and as the smoke is clearing... I just see people folding over, pulling, laughing, holding their stomach, holding their mouth. I mean, dude. And then it was so crazy because it was a nice little crowd going on out there. But I promise when the smoke cleared, dude, it was like tripled. Like where all these people come from. Man, everybody outside now. It's like, ah, no, something. Get it going back, you know what I'm saying? Everybody laughing so hard, bro. And so, but look, me, I'm, I'm thinking about myself now. You got me messed up. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to finish this. So, I didn't take it as it was over. I'm going to finish this the right way. Cock it off. Cut off on me again. Cracked it up and I went off about 10 miles per hour. Embarrassed. Sucking, sinking down in the seat. And uh, people still actually remember that. You remember that day, man? You was burning down on everybody, man. Your cock kept cutting off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was much. That was funny. If you was there for that moment, that was a classic moment right there, man. Cause uh, yeah, that taught me something. <laughs>